name's Bond. James Bond. What do you think you're doing? Keeping the British hand up, sir. Grow up, 007. <laughs> this never happened to the other fellow. I'm the moon. Every penny of it. So you put your money where your mouth is. Well, that's quite a nice little nothing you're almost wearing. I approve. I'll do anything for a woman with a knife. Shocking, positively shocking. You get your clothes on, I'll buy you an ice cream. Uh, <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Double Oz Seven, a James Bond podcast, the 812th best James Bond podcast in the country that don't have coronavirus. Because today will be the day that we can't be on that list anymore because we're all going to catch it by the end of this episode. There's a joke in there somewhere and you're going to find out what it is very soon. But we have a new Bond movie to talk about in about a month, but we're not here to talk about that. We're here to do something that we promised we were going to do every week four years ago and we've only done three of them. All four, sort of, but not for a full host and everything. We're here to do more rankings. Today we are going to rank the Bond girls. Oh, it's a sexist term in 2020. Don't say it anymore, but who cares? We're going to do it anyway. There are 23 main Bond girls. Sorry, M, you're not part of it. You've been shafted. And we are going to rank them all in order today from best to worst or worst to best. Actually, that's generally how we do it. And no doubt spend the next couple of hours bagging out my choices because that's what we do on Double Oz 7. My name is your mama. And my name is Colin. And go Fatima's Bush. And I'm Thumper. I mean, Noah. <laughs> <laughs> Who? Who's Noah? I haven't heard him in a while. Who's it? Colin? We've got know. a new co-host. Where am I? I don't know. Who is He's this? He's not going to live through the podcast. Let's <laughs> get on with it. <laughs> yes, it That's literally so takes a global pandemic of disease to get this guy back on our show. <laughs> literally. Uh, we're not even That's joking. Not a review. I've ever heard one. So, basically, long story short, Noah actually messaged us in the last week and said, hey, guess what? I'm in lockdown because my city has coronavirus. I can do an episode. So, um, Noah, we've got a lot to cover with you. What did you think of No Time to Die Trailer 1, No Time to Die Trailer 2, the song? Uh, what are your thoughts on No Time to Die? And we'll also rank the Bong Girls. Um, but it's good to have you back, Noah. Colin, yeah, sure. But I'm excited for this episode because we did, four years ago, once we ran out of recaps, said that we're going to just do rankings from now on in. We didn't even mention commentaries. We'd only mentioned that on our Casino Royale 1967 episode, yet somehow commentaries have become the main episodes that we have done since. We ranked the Bonds, we ranked the songs, then about eight years later we ranked the villains. Noah even forgot that we'd ranked the villains because he suggested that we should do that this time around. I'm like, no, we've already done I, I did re- recommend the other day, oh, why don't we do the villains instead of the girls? <laughs> Uh, Apparently we've done it but it's We been did, great episode Five years Very memorable And uh, Colin and I got impatient while the disease hit Korea So we decided to rank the pre-title sequences a couple of months Aww. ago Sorry about that What would you put at number one then? Noah, quickly, give us your list, go uh, For your eyes only Done, alright um, Yes but <laughs> Bond girls um, I'm excited to be here Colin, are you excited to get coronavirus and be here? <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm excited to do the Bond girls just because I think this was one of the first ones we suggested. I'm even more excited that it didn't take a lot of prep because 
one of the problems we ran into when we thought about doing these rankings is like, there's easy ones. Let's rank the movies or the songs. But what about like Bond girls when there's multiple Bond girls in every single movie? You know, henchmen, there's multiple henchmen. And I think uh, you guys were discussing back and forth which ones we would include. And it was probably about three comments before I caught up. And I'm like, okay, we're all on the same page. We're basically <laughs> just ranking the main hero Bond girls, the ones who we're not going to use the term that uh, there's a certain list out there that ranks them as, but the, the ones that end up with Bond in the end. So even though some of these, like Electric King, obviously have to be excluded, you know, because she was already in the villains and M is excluded because she doesn't end up with Bond in the end. And she's more supporting character. Uh, we get we get a good mix here. And I think of all the rankings we're going to do, this is the one that without us knowing anything about each other's lists, we're already like, I have a feeling that uh, I'm going to have some controversial choices. I have a feeling that my list can be very different from your guys's. Yeah, uh, we are just doing the main ones, but I'm looking at the official James Bond website and they list 75 Bond girls. And uh, <laughs> oh, there's, there's some classic, chari- <laughs> classic characters such as number 37, Log Cabin Girl. Uh, <laughs> number 43, Private Jet Hostess. Oh. Uh, and then... Uh, what was it, number 70-something, some girl called Camille something, I don't know. But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're not going to do the 75, but perhaps uh, that that could have been a project uh, for another day. Um, yeah, if if I was going to return, uh, this doesn't feel right. I don't even know where I am, double odds what. But, yeah, this is a good one to return. I wanted to do the villains. Uh, couldn't do that, so... Yeah, Bond Girls is kind of the last kind of real main thing we haven't ranked, I guess. Um, and God, by the time we're next, well, I'm next on the show, we could probably rank the Bonds again. So, yeah, it's, it's been a good four or five years since we've actually recapped these movies, which is mental to me. Um, so well, it's somebody be... was standing in our way. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Noah. <laughs> <laughs> no, how has it been this long? <laughs> I know. It's been, oh, I can't believe it. Yeah, who's to blame for that? Oh, I'm going to go get a life and live in career and get a job. Oh, I could say since the last time I was on Double R Seven, I think I've lived in four different countries. Oh, yes, Mister Bond, we uh, know. It takes a, a global pandemic and the death of Roger Moore, so it's good to be back. Can I just point out that if you anybody listens to the Oz Network, available now, this joke will make sense. Uh, have you got a date yet, Noah? <laughs> well, I, I'm making the joke love in the time of coronavirus, so yeah, uh, maybe. Okay, that's funny. It was. Uh, just uh, FYI, uh, Noah, you ranked uh, Alec Trevelyan as your number one villain, just in case you Did forgot. <laughs> Would you have done the same if we you, we were doing that today? I don't know. <laughs> what else did I rank? You want the whole you list? prepared with the villains ranking. You've got it right in front of you right now. <laughs> that doesn't add up with my list. Uh, Scaramanga was number two, and your worst villain was Kozkov. So there you go. Um, <laughs> exactly. Not as good as Log Cabin Kozkov or whoever it was. Um, but yeah, as kind of was briefly explained there, so we're only doing the main girls here and there are 23 of them skyfall we are not counting as having a main bond girl sorry money penny sorry m you don't count so this will this be the first time we've had 
I guess with the exception of songs with Dr. No, because we didn't rank Mango Tree, but uh, this would be the first time that we've really had a have to skip a movie, at least a modern movie, because at least Dr. No was the first one, there was an excuse, but I don't know, this is... We, did we do that with pre-titles, Colin? Because we, we only had 23 there, uh, Dr. No didn't Dr. have one. Dr. No doesn't have a pre-title. Okay, so. well, there we go. Point is moot, Ben, because all of them have had at least one film missing. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the Bonds. Um, yeah, I'm sad that we're not going to rank Fatima Bush, though. So, obviously, oh, never say never again. We work again. my list. <laughs> not on this. Uh, and if you've never tuned in to one of our rankings episodes before, um, you've lived a good life until now. Because, basically, what is going to happen here, we will each take it in terms of ranking a Bond girl in a certain position. So, we'll start off with 23, then we'll go to 22, 21, so on and so forth. We'll each say a few things about that. And then, at the end of this list, we will come up with an average and then that will be the 007 definitive ranking list. So you know I'm going to deliberately put ones up higher because I know these two are going to put ones lower so that Jinx won't be last. <laughs> so I'm strategic when it comes to you're this. The, you're, you're the man of average, aren't you? <laughs> I am. I'm an average man. And I'm not talking about the list. <laughs> that's how I have been engaged 87 times. I just play the averages and eventually ben one. swine flu waterworth. <laughs> you, know, you know it's been a while since we've done one of these rankings episodes and I've had two fiancés in that time, so... Uh... <laughs> I've lived in four countries. You've had two fiancés. What have, what have you Colin's done? Colin's had three like, kids. Eight, eight I've had kids. three children with two tries. <laughs> Didn't even need a third try to get the third kid. Colin's had sex twice in the last four years. He's, he's above average. He is. He's Bond as well. Um, geez. Three kids, two tries. I, I'm waiting until I get life. married to have sex. God, I'm, I'm not lucking out much, am I? I have to keep getting engaged and it fails all the time. So, anyway. Even then, it's questionable. We'll see. <laughs> Where do I put it? Um, so we're going to start off uh, with number twenty-three. Any any last the words? Also, watch high cost. Blinking fish. Um, are we <laughs> always good time to bring up the blinking fish? Uh, it's also always a good time to play this. <laughs> oh, I love playing those music on this one. We don't have copyright protected shit on this show because no one listens. They have no idea what's happening because they don't know what Die Another Day sounds like anymore, apparently. Um, uh, any, <laughs> whoa, did you just, is that what it was? Did you just find out Parasite won Best Picture again? You sounded too excited. Um, <laughs> any last words? Because in clearly in about half an hour's time or even five minutes, who knows, we're all going to be hating on each other or mainly hating on me. Any last words before we start this? Uh, I just want to get it out of the way now. Drop Dead Ben. Uh, there'll be plenty more to come, I'm sure. <laughs> And I just want to cue the emails. You're so mean to Ben. Well, it's warranted. <laughs> oh, shit, I better send myself one. I mean, uh, I better find if we've got some in the uh, the inbox. All right. Um, I'll start because why not? Uh, I don't think we discussed what order we're doing this in, but apparently I'm going first. At number 23, um, according to ScreenRant.com, uh, she is in the top 10 smartest Bond girls of all oh. time. <laughs> She, um, she's a doctor. Well, is she? I think she is. Um, maybe. I don't actually know what she is because she comes from the worst Bond movie. So to me, she's going to be the worst Bond girl. I think I said oh. this in the episode. Her name is a sex act, <laughs> which is just hilarious that they play it so deadpan and poor old James Bond. Roger Moore is almost disappointed that it's a woman, not a man. Um, it's Holly Goodhead. Just... Oh, if I, I'm looking at my wall in front of me right now and it's got more personality and charisma than Holly Goodhead. She's just, 
I can't even think of anything that she did in that movie. Um, she had sex in space, and she... Yeah, that's it. Um, what's the name? Dolly's more memorable in Moonraker. <laughs> so, um, hashtag rank Dolly. Uh, yeah, I don't really have a lot to say about Holly. She's just terrible. She's so bland. And I think the bottom of this list is going to be filled with just such bland Bond girls who... You know, I'll have an argument for some of these ones. Like, yeah, you're going to laugh at some of my picks, no doubt, that are higher than what you guys will have. But at least I feel I can say, well, this is why they're higher on my list. I like this about them. The, the, at least the bottom three or four are just so bland and meh, and they're just they're so forgettable. So, yeah, Holly Goodhead, number 23 for me. Uh, she's not going to be that low on my list. Um, you'll see her eventually. I can't really disagree with anything you say other than the fact that, I, I, especially as far as the bland uh, personality list part, I, that that's a performance more than anything else. Uh, I think that with a different actress, this could have been a lot more fun role, but I, I can't get over the fact that there is at least some fun stuff written with the character and between her and Roger Moore performance does kill it a bit, but I would just go with, there are more bland bond girls that uh, have not been mentioned yet by Ben. Yeah. I thought he ranked one. (laughs) (laughs) Just started more than have not been. So damn it, boy. (laughs) I really thought you were going for a different doctor there. Uh, So I'm, I'm She's in the top 10. You know that. Shocked. Uh, (laughs) Come on, her name is Goodhead. You can't rank her last. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I think uh, Colin made a good point. I feel like 50% of, of these characters would be better if they had different actors, if I'm bluntly honest. Okay, well, uh, quite illuminating. Her name's Holly. Goodhead, come on. <laughs> if this was best names, she'd probably be very, like a lot higher. But she's just, outside of a name, like if her name was Jenny Flex, um, you not Jenny Flex. Jenny Whiteboard. You wouldn't remember her at all. Like, you would not remember her at all. So, I think the absurdity of the movie does help, too. You know, the <sighs> fact that she's a doctor. There are dumber doctors on this list. And there are characters with less personality. And she had at least a couple of fun scenes. <sighs> just, just give me number 23, Colin. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> number 23, speaking of more bland than Holly Goodhead. Um... <laughs> Uh, from also the Roger Moore era. He did not have a lot of success here. Uh, the age gap is not even something that bothers me, but it bothered Roger Moore enough. I'm putting Stacey Sutton at the bottom. There is nothing even in this character that's remotely interesting. Uh, performance, again, Tanya Roberts, just not good at all. Uh, no real chemistry at all with Roger Moore, which I think is something that, at least with uh, Holly Goodhead, there's a slight bit of chemistry. But to me, everything you described about Holly Goodhead, I could easily say about Stacey Sutton. Yeah, I I like Stacey, but she is probably the most bland of all the Bond girls. Uh, she's not quite in the same spot for me, just because I've put some of the bad ones before her but it's it's legitimate she is the most bland she's nice but there's nothing to this character and even her name is just forgettable so yeah not quite my spot but i i don't hate it i think um i'm gonna be talking about her very soon um i it's probably my bottom four 
that I would just say to me could all be very interchangeable. The fact to me, they're just bland and they're just, there's nothing appealing about them at all. And Stacey Sutton's in my bottom four. I'll just say that. So yeah, the only good thing about her is that she got to enjoy a quiche with Roger Moore. So um, <laughs> yeah, I just, this is the problem with these bland ones to me. There's just nothing really to talk about them. And it's a shame because I, I'm in a view to a kill apologist. I really do like that movie, but it's just, she's just a piece of wood. Okay. Uh, Number number Uh, 23, uh, Peaceful Fountains of Desire. (laughs) Oh, boo! (laughs) Boo, she's great! (laughs) Uh, Number 23, uh, I I didn't know whether to go with the really bad one at the bottom or to go with the most forgettable, but I think I've gone with the, the most frustrating Bond girl because... To me, we included her on the list, but she almost shouldn't be on the list. Uh, it was a huge mistake to kill off the secondary girl here and bring this one in because she barely has any dialogue. She, there's nothing to this character. Uh, very different to the book. Uh, it's Kissy Suzuki. Uh, Aki should have just been the Bond girl, and that movie would have been so much better. Uh there's a lot of potential for this cool Japanese Bond girl, but killing off Aki and then bringing in Kissy, who just does nothing and there's nothing to her, I think, she, yeah, it's very frustrating. So she she makes the worst Bond girl for my list. I only rewatched You Only Live Twice probably about a week ago uh, at the time of recording this. And, yeah, I mean... I'll just jump in right now and kind of take over to a little bit so we can save some time. But she's next on my list, so she's number 22. So I very much only had her last. Um, But, yeah, you're right. Like, she's just... Again, she's just such a nothing character, and Aki is just so much better. And didn't didn't we work out, didn't we discover she only got this role because she was trying to kill herself or something like that on set or something like that, the actress, or... Yeah, and that's not professional to me. No, like, and but, like, it's just, I mean, again, you could argue the name's kind of, you know, it's unique, but at the same time, like, is it a bit racist on retrospective now, looking back on it? Like, I don't know. Um, I mean, the whole movie is really, but... Better than Chew Me. Yeah, well, very true. Um, yeah, that's not funny. Oh. <laughs> um, but, yeah, look, 22 for me, so I very nearly put her at the bottom. It was it was very close, but, um, again, I don't have much to add on her because even just having watched this a week ago, she she's just so bleh and just cool. She gets married to Sean Connery. Um, great. Uh, I, I can't really say anything defensive her. Uh, as soon as Noah said... The, the killed off more to I knew exactly where he was going. And the only thing that I thought would have been potentially up for debate when we made our list was, should we pick Aki over S- Kissy? Uh, we have to kind of go with, okay, well, a main Bond girl is the one who stays with them to the end or is involved in the majority of the action. It's, it's hard because she's not really even involved in the action. In the end, they get to the <laughs> volcano and he says, okay, you go get Felix or whoever else. Uh, and then uh, she, quickly appears in her bikini and dodges some bullets. Um, <laughs> that, that's literally all she does. And she really does come in so late in the movie. And if we had made the exception and said, well, in this case, Aki is the main Bond girl, Aki would be much higher on my list. Uh, but just the fact that it is Kissy, she's not the next one on my list. I'll just say that. But 
it's everything you said is exactly right. It, the biggest issue here was that it was the wrong character to have with them to the end. And if you were going to make this switch, even if you wanted to include two Bond girls, have the one who's killed off killed off earlier in the movie. So you could spend a little bit longer than like 20 minutes building your main Bond girl. Yep. Cool. All right. Well, I basically just went then, Colin, so you can jump into number 22. All right. <laughs> We're speeding along here. This we is are. nice. Uh, my number 22, I, I so wanted to put this at the bottom. Uh, a, I knew that Ben, as always, was going to find a way to ruin our average rankings. Uh, <laughs> please don't play the song again. Uh, I couldn't put her all the way at the bottom just because I feel like the idea of the character being there, I'm fine with. I don't mind the whole, you know... It, I have said in past episodes, I hate the idea of an equal to Bond because it is a Bond movie. You can't ever try to be equal to Bond. You could do something different and it's always more successful when you do. But what really ruins this character is just how annoying it is. I mean, <laughs> I could I could live with, you know, the idea of the female secret agent, even the fact they gave her way too much screen time, which did take away from Bond. But it's just the, the, the bad one-liners, the yo mamas, the after every single line. <laughs> Halle Berry's performance is just annoying as well. It's 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 painful to watch, and I don't want to throw all the blame on Halle Berry. Yes, you, you do. Know, I, some of it, some of it. I, you don't like Halle Berry. I, my, my what I'm what I'm getting at is that I think that this is fifty percent Halle Berry's fault. She played this all wrong, but the way the character is written. It would be annoying regardless of whoever was playing it. And even with the action, I've said this you know, many times before, she's not convincing as an action star. She's more convincing than some of the others on here, some of the earlier Bond girls. But uh, the only thing I could say is I couldn't put Jinx all the way at the bottom just because there at least was an interesting idea behind her. Yeah, this to me is not a hot take. Um it is sad when Madonna is probably better in the film than the Bond girl. Um, yeah, he admitted that, it. No, that's not true. That's not true. Um, yeah, but I do think there's a worse Brosnan Bond girl. But yes. yeah, I'm I, I'm happy to have Jinx here, and I'm not going to lie. I also considered putting her at the bottom as well. So yeah. Um, look, I'm not going to be talking about her for quite some time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But I, I think Noah summed it up perfectly. Colin, come on. There's one Brosnan, even as much as I defend Brosnan and love Brosnan movies and all that, but, like, come on. There's Christmas Jones is worse than Jinx. Oh, I thought you were going to say Natalia. <laughs> I'll, I'll get to my defense of Christmas Jones over Jinx later, but uh, I think there's a very solid oh. argument for why Christmas Jones is not worse than Jinx. Oh. Christmas Jones over Jinx? Wow. Um, yeah, look, I, I'm i going to talk about it later. But, like, the one thing I will say is, like, I'm not going to be surprised with anything that you guys do with this because, fine, whatever, and I have my opinions. But I'll, I'll talk about this more later. But Jinx fits the tone of the movie, which I enjoy. And you two don't enjoy Diana today. So I think I can, I can look past things like that. Ben, it sounds like you've been in therapy and you're working through... <laughs> You, you, I like Diane the other day. You don't like Diane the other day. And I'm okay. That's okay. That. People are going to have different opinions. I understand yeah, that opinion. now. It Again, the tone. We, we, start off, we start off so calmly, remember, and then before we know it, it's, you know, ah, oh, you dropped in, Ben. You're an idiot. <laughs> your, your therapist is going to have a really rough session next week after this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. True. But that, that's what I enjoy. He, he we likes told, I told you, Ben. 
week after week, stop podcasting. <laughs> Just calm down, but no one listens. It's okay. It's fine. You can move on. But I just want people to watch Die Another Day. They will one day, Ben, in 50 years' time when they remake it and it's better. <laughs> okay. It's funny because it's true. Yep. <laughs> oh, is it me? It is it's you. you. <laughs> All right, it's been a while. Noah's still writing his list. <laughs> Well, you joke, but I've got the pen. <laughs> um, yeah, number 22, Christmas Jones. Um, yeah, I, I agree with everything Colin said, but to me, she is the worst of the Brosnan girls. Um, again, it's kind of like some of these characters. Is I, I like the idea of the kind of Lara Crofty kind of nuclear <laughs> see i'm laughing just talking about it because it's so ridiculous I, I i like the idea of the character but yeah i mean what, what can be said that hasn't already been said it's terrible uh there is a lot of potential but when she comes into it the world is not enough just goes downhill and she is that bad like there's no defending her i think um so yeah in theory like some of these characters i like the character the betrayal and everything around it is just awful. Like, I would say it's worse than Kissy, but Kissy is so irrelevant that she became the bottom, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to be defending Jinx, but come on, Colin. <laughs> um, yeah, look, The World Is Not Enough is my favourite Bond movie, but, yeah, I, I can't... I mean, she's she's coming up very shortly on my list as well. I, I, I'm with you, though, like the character, and I think I try to defend the idea of the character in The World Is Not Enough because I think some people say there's no point to her character at all. I disagree with that. I think the character on paper is good to have, but it's just Denise Richards is just so bad in this role. Uh, I do appreciate, though, that she has come out since and laughs about it and kind of pokes fun at the fact that she was cast as a nuclear physicist. I do appreciate that about her as an actress, but... Yeah, I mean, the only thing I can say in terms of a positive is the fact that she's so bad, she's memorable, and that people talk about her. Um, you know, I think the Brosnan era... Like Double like 7. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, the Brosnan... So bad, it's memorable. The, the Brosnan era's Bond girls, at least I think each of them are memorable, either for good or bad reasons, like you, you can remember them, whereas like compare that to the Craig era where... You know, maybe only one is, like, super memorable, you would argue. And, I mean, there's only been two, so... Or three, I guess. There's one that we have to talk about as well. But, um, yeah, so... But, uh, just... I love the movie, but just... I'm just... Uh, yeah, she's so much worse than Jinx. <laughs> well, let's speed this along. Number 21, Christmas Jones. <laughs> uh, so is my response. Uh, kind of combining what I said earlier about the fact that with Jinx, everything was annoying about her. The writing was annoying, even if it wasn't Halle Berry. And what you were saying, Ben, with, with Christmas Jones, that, you know, it, it, part of it is it's almost comically bad. It's memorable. I can see Denise Richards' performance as Christmas Jones, something like when you watch The Room, you're like, oh, it's so bad that it's actually good. And you get a laugh out of it. Whereas with Jinx, it's just annoying. And... The other thing, I think we even talked about this when we had um, uh, the Millennium Bond author on, Nicholas Susick was his name? Yep. Oh, I yeah. It, when he was uh, talking about Christmas Jones and that, you know, there's nothing wrong with the character. If you had put a different actor in that role, 
nobody complains about the character. Whereas I think if you put a different actor in the Jinx role, people still hate that character. And I don't see anything wrong with the character, the writing or anything with Christmas Jones. I think it suffers from the same problem as with Kissy and Aki. And it's, it's, it's an inferior Bond girl to what you got earlier and the fact they wait so long to introduce her. Uh, but still, I won't say anything good about it other than the fact that I can laugh watching her performance. I don't laugh watching Jinx. I remember in our commentary, Colin, we, didn't we make the argument that you could have put any 90s sitcom star? Like we talked about like Fran Dresser yes. and Lisa Kudrow basically like being yeah. this and it probably improves it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I'm going to talk about her very, very shortly. I'm just backtracking to my turn here. And I don't have much to say because at number 21, I have Stacey Sutton. So, um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we we kind of... This is the thing, like, sort of, you, Colin, talked about how, like, there might be some controversial choices here. I said this about the villains one, and I think we ended up hating each other by the end of that, but I, I almost feel like this one could be our safest one. But, again, famous last words, because... Uh, <laughs> uh-oh, let's... great. Pussy Galore's coming up soon, isn't isn't she, Colin? <laughs> or Noah, great. Um, but, yeah, no, Stacey Sutton, just mm-hmm. quiche and stuff, and... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't know if anyone else wants to talk about her again or... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, she'll be up shortly enough. I like her, but there's nothing to this character. There's nothing to... Noah, did you do your number 21? He's about to now, I think. Oh, okay. Uh, Well, well, yeah, maybe maybe Ben is somewhat right about Alice going to be similar. Uh, Well, at least two of us, anyway. Number 21 is Jinx. Um, Yeah, (laughs) there's... (laughs) so bad uh don't you don't you dare mimic honey rider like just no um yeah the i can't believe they even considered spinning off this woman like that's an insult to spin-offs um (laughs) yeah there's some bad (laughs) there's some bad bond girls but there are a few that are cringy and jinx is the cringe queen um Colin said everything that needed to be said, but this is a failure on a spectacular level. Um, yeah. Most cringy Bond girl. Yes. Die. Another day. Um, yeah, well, look, again, I said what I need to say before. Uh, just in response, I feel I need to play this again. Okay, there we go. Ah, <laughs> just drop dead already. <laughs> What if I did, Colin? What if I died? We went over this last time. We killed Rod, but this is more serious. We've killed a James Bond actor since the last time we said things like this. Don't be... Coronavirus is taking over this world and... no. don't joke. I'm in a quarantine zone. Be dead. Um... All right, well, so that's 21, 21. Oh, so I'll go to 20. Well, maybe every five we'll kind of go over what we've done. Uh, but so far we're kind of... We've all really said similar, similar ones. Um, I'm going to bring up a new one, though, because we haven't said this one yet. Um, yeah, so she is in this movie. Um, it's Camille from Quantum of Solace. <laughs> I don't know what to say about her. She's just like, like she, they, they attempt to give her something interesting with the whole story with General Rapo and her family and all that kind of stuff. And like, okay, like it's, it's interesting. Like this is why to me, she goes a few spots ahead of like Stacey Sutton and Holly Goodhead and Kisses because like, they've tried to give her something. But I mean, Quantum of Solace is just such a bad movie. It just, it's just random that she's there and like she doesn't actually get with Bond in the end. So, I mean, it's kind of 
based on criteria, you could almost technically count her out of being a Bond girl, but she's we've got so little to choose from in the Craig era that we kind of have to put someone else in there. I mean, when Strawberry Fields, I think, comes out of the movie as a more memorable character, and she's in it for, <laughs> what, five minutes. Um, and I just I just don't buy anything into Camille. She's just, just bland. She's just, ugh, I just do not like her. Um, the actress, uh, Olga, is it Kurwenko? Kurwenko. Kurwenko. She's so much better in Johnny English 3. Like, she actually is a really good actress and is funny. And, like, she that is the type of Bond girl I would have liked to see her play. And she's basically playing a parody of a Bond girl in Johnny English 3. So, yeah. Um, just, I don't have much more to add on her. Just bland.com. And these, these are my bottom four blands. At least from number 19, I will, you know, again, is memorable even though she's a bad character but yeah just bland sorry camille she's not going to be this low on my list i'll have some defense for her later i, I don't disagree that she's a little bit bland i think the int- the interesting thing about her is the idea which we've said this about several of them already but even in comparison to jinx or christmas jones or you know let's say even stacy i think that they're successful in her story arc with this and one of the problems is that her story arc almost overpowers Bond's story arc, and I think that this needed to be a little bit more of a revenge story. Uh, I don't think Juan Masalas is as bad as you think it is. I know. Um, I, I don't just think re-listened that, to the I, recap episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also don't think Olga Kurenko is as bad as uh, you say she is. I will say that um, it, it, along with what you said about Johnny English, uh, she did a movie with Pierce Brosnan called The November Man not long after this and, and really blew me away in that movie. So I think that there is better in her that we just didn't get out of Quantum Assaults. But she's definitely not bottom four, bottom five worthy. Uh, well, Ben, embrace this moment for this sweet hot second because uh, <laughs> I'm going to save some time. Me and Ben are going to agree. Uh, I've got Camille at 20 also. Uh when I was writing up the list to do these Bond girls, uh, I could just write, oh, yeah, Honey Rider, Tatiana, Pussy, blah, 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 blah. I got to, I got to <laughs> Quantum Solace, and I'm sitting there, ah, what, what is her name? <laughs> who is that girl? Who is she? I had she? to look it up. Yeah, who is she? What is she doing? Uh, and the moment I looked it up, I knew, oh, she's bottom five, like, Literally couldn't remember the girl's name after like, Stacey Sutton, no problem. Kara, no problem. Oh, who was that? Yeah, I, I agree. And I think there's so much potential for this interesting character of like the kind of the rebound. And I get they're going for the Casino Royale sequel kind of thing. And I kind of like the idea he doesn't get with her. That That's different. Um but there is so much potential that just falls flat here, and she is so un. Ben's right. Story Fields is more memorable. If we ever, I'll do, agree with that. If we ever do like ranking the secondary girls or whatever, Log Cabin Girl stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, Strawberry Fields would be up there. But yeah, she, we can say oh she had an arc and whatnot, but it's still boring, and she is still not memorable. And there is so much potential here. Uh, I get that they had a, a tough task coming off Vespa, but. Yeah, I really don't like this movie. <laughs> uh, this should also speed things up because my number twenty is Kissy Suzuki. So, oh, our first <laughs> sweep. There we go. All right. Oh, Kissy. Oh. You suck. 
Boo. No, not really. Um, cool. All right. Well, I thought my next choice would be interesting because we we're going to have our first sweep. But uh, no, it's it's Bye Bye Kissy. So, okay. So, uh, I guess that switches back to me then for number 19 because we've all had our 20th. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, Christmas Jones for me at 19. The, the only reason I can put her ahead of those four is because, again, at least I think you remember her. She's just for the bad reasons. You know, you remember her for being so bad. And I really love the only thing i love about her being in this movie is just the cheesy moment at the end of like i only thought christmas came once a year i fucking love that and i love the i've always wanted to have christmas in turkey and that's all down to brosnan of course but i just love the way that they play around it like you know and don't say any jokes i've heard them all i don't know any doctor jokes um so (laughs) just random little things like that that stand out to me but yeah look as much as i love the world is not enough i can't defend christmas jones and i can't put her any higher than 19th so see you christmas uh my 19th uh we're gonna introduce somebody new here so (laughs) i'm gonna slow the pace back down again uh i'm obviously not a defender of this movie at all in fact i believe i ranked it last out of all my bond movies even lower than die another day uh this is the exact same character as Jinx, just not with the annoying aspect. And that's Pam Bouvier, uh, License <laughs> to Kill. So uh, repeating everything I said about uh, Jinx not working, I think that going too hard on just making her the exact same character as Bond, you know, doesn't necessarily work. We talked about this in the episode. The love story, <laughs> if that is one is probably one of the most unbelievable that we've ever seen in Bond. Just they get into a bar fight and then they're boning. (laughs) Uh, I don't understand it. And her jealousy that they keep flipping on and off again. There's just, there's no logic behind anything in her character. Uh, She, she's not in my top 10, but she's not quite coming up. Uh, I, I do agree with most of what you said, but she's fun at the end of the day. That's what... Is she? <laughs> yeah, What's like, the most fun part of her? When she, when she gets short hair. hair. <laughs> <laughs> when she changed her hair. <laughs> but, I don't know. She's got a bit of a sass to her. Uh, there are some of these kind of bland characters that are still on the board. And, yeah, she's not super high up for me, but... She, she is just so 80s, and that's kind of fun to, to watch back on. So, yeah, I agree with most of what you said, but her just being a bit fun is what puts her over the line a bit for me. Yeah, I would agree with Noah. I'm not talking about her for a while either. So, um, yeah, for sure. Anything with Timothy Dalton attached to it, you just hate. Just everything. I'm sure Kara's next. <laughs> <laughs> well, God. let's wait and see. The guy could walk into your house and, like, cure Jamie of I don't know coronavirus if she had it and you would still find a reason to complain like oh Timothy Dalton I could have cured that better and then just rank him at the bottom bloody watch she's gonna be number 17 on Ben's list or something (laughs) at number 19 at number 18 (laughs) wait hang on no no sorry sorry no can I do mine or am I not no longer a co-host I forgot you're there (laughs) I thought you died of coronavirus already go for number 19 how how quickly they are forgotten God, you, t- you take a five-year break. Suddenly, you miss your 19th spot on the ranking the Bond girl. Yes. Okay, number nine. <laughs> uh, I'm going to speed things along. Stacey Sutton, uh, I think that's wiped her off the board, right? Um, oh, I forgot you hadn't put her up yet. Jesus. <laughs> she, she only gets 
this far. Like, let's face it, it's still very low. I just like her, and I've got no reason. There's no logic. I just like her, but she's... I would say, if we had to say who is the most bland, forgettable Bond girl of all time, it's her. Uh, she's not good, but she's just up there a little bit higher because the other ones are more cringy or frustrating to me. She's not cringy or frustrating. She's just forgotten. I think that uh, you only ranked this higher because, again, it just brings back memories of Keish. So, um, oh, yeah. True, true story. I actually had Keish before we had this episode. I had it for lunch. So. Stop with the Keish already. <laughs> <laughs> we, we shared a Keish. Uh, oh, my God, we did too. Christmas, didn't we? Before we went yeah, we to had... Rise of Sky. Oh, good memory. That was a mini mini quiche that we shared oh, together. Um, it was Colin. pretty good. You guys want to be alone for a little while? <laughs> Colin, when you come to Victoria for my wedding, I'm oh, going to buy you a quiche. <laughs> yeah, we should have got two. Why did we just get one? I know. <laughs> Stupid meat pies. Bloody we got hell. a pie, I... but the mini quiche, oh my god. Yeah. Can I just make the observation that if we were ranking the quiches a Bond girl, it probably would be in the top ten with at least two of you? <laughs> Number four, quiche. Outvoted Colin, outvoted. Um... Oh, I want a quiche. So do I. Oh, I just had one, but it was so good. It was a keto I've quiche. Had... It was nice. I've not had lunch. Oh. <laughs> uh, number 18. <laughs> <laughs> The quiche, uh, followed by the cello. Um, <laughs> let's bring out someone new again because I don't know how this one's going to go down. Not actually, dink, <laughs> dink, um, <laughs> honeymoon. Um, <laughs> ben, Colin, and Noah drop all the famous double or seven one-liners. <laughs> what are you the doing? greatest hit? <laughs> Speaking of greatest hits, download the four best obs now available. Coming soon, <laughs> clip show part five. Um. Yeah, so I this is another movie that I recently rewatched because uh, I guess at the time of recording this, I'm rewatching all of them in the lead up to No Time to Die coming soon, um, and I actually forgot how bad this movie is. Um, <laughs> if I was to re-rank my bomb movies, this might very much nearly challenge Moonraker as maybe the worst because this movie is shit and it's boring. And Colin and I have to do a commentary of this next, and I'm not looking forward to it. <sighs> Um, yeah, I'm going to put up Domino because, uh, <laughs> so again, just like, uh, she's bland, but like she, she, she goes ahead of the blandness of the ones from before it because, you know, she is got a bit of stuff around her with Bond and the whole manipulation side of bits and she's got a brother involved in the plot and... There's a spear gun at the end, so she kind of saves... Because Connery really doesn't do much in the first four Bond movies. He doesn't really save much things. Like, he relies on so many other people to save the day. That's one thing that I think we need to point out more. So, yeah, she saves Connery's skin, um, and then she just has sex in a boat at the end. But, like, when you've got... Like, I really despise Never Say Never Again, but Kim Bassinger did such a better job. So, yeah, no, not a Domino fan. So, sorry, Domino, you're at 18 for me. I mean, I think I'm easily the biggest Thunderball fan out of all three of us, like easily. Um, I I definitely have a ranked higher than this. The only thing I'll say to go along with your argument is I'm a huge fan of Domino in the book. If we were ranking the top Mm. Bond girls from books, Domino's top five for me easily. And I do always get the two mixed up, even though I know the movie Thunderball by heart. 
I think the character made such a strong impression and everything about the character is still there in the movie, but it's just, it's, it's lacking a little bit. So whenever I watch the movie, I'm always like, oh yeah, I think she's definitely better in the book. And, and sometimes I do get caught up in, oh, Domino is one of the best, but then I'll remember, no, Domino is one of the best in the book. She's definitely not as bad as you're making her out to be, but, um, uh, Ben, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, it's a more memorable character overall still, even with what we get in the movie, than others that have not been put up yet. Ben, Jinx, perhaps? <laughs> yeah, she'll yeah. get come up eventually in about 20 more spots or so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I thank you, Ben, because and Colin's going to be mad because I thought this was going to be a huge hot take that I was about oh. to drop. Yes, uh, no or I, wavelengths, I'm loving it. My number 18 is Domino, uh, and I thought I was going to be super controversial, so I'm glad you got in there first. Uh, She's beautiful, I like her name, but there's she is just so bland, and there again, it's one of these ones that there's a lot of potential uh, for something good with her being sort of there with Largo and Spectre, uh, and kind of switching sides, and there there is a lot there, but it's just not memorable at all. And Thunderball is not a good film. Um, and I I really had to look at because I felt a bit strange putting her here, but I really had to look at well, who do I like? Like, of course you can say, oh, she's good for this and this, but at the end of the day, who do I enjoy watching more? And yeah, she. If I think about oh, what Bond girls do I want to see? on the film she's way down there so yeah sorry colin uh domino yeah it feels it feels strange but yeah she's not as good as maybe we remember her as that that strange feeling is wrong is what you're feeling right now i think if you guys honestly believe that pam bouvier is a better character than domino yes (laughs) easily I, I think fun. if we were ranking them on looks, that um, Domino would be a top ten Bond girl. She's she's gorgeous, but oh, just I easily. don't. I just yeah, like again, maybe this a lot of this as Noah kind of said, like it kind of comes down to who we like and things like that. And I also think that you know it's important. Maybe this is something we didn't really do as much in the villains as well, because I think the villains kind of can transcend a film a little bit more. But I feel the Bond girls are more of a product of their film, and I think that. For Noah and I, we're not liking Thunderball. And again, I only rewatched these like about two weeks ago. And like this movie just gets worse for me every time I watch it. So that to me kind of stains it a little bit more too. That I, I feel that if we have a bad movie but can have like a really memorable Bond girl, it can put them higher. But she she's just a bad, bland Bond girl falling into a bad, bad bland Bond movie. So it, yeah. Anyway. You're right. Crying. Thunderball is not a good film. It's a great film! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if only you were editing, then you could play the Thunderball uh, title song right now. I'll sing it. <laughs> Go on, sing it. You never sing. Never, never sing. Never, never. Um, okay, well. <laughs> Colin, give us your number 18 then, because I won't jump into number 17, because Noah just, yeah. All right. Well, we've said a lot already. Uh, Holly Goodhead, number 18. Um, I think I definitely would, if, if we were ranking this 10, 15 years ago, I would have put Holly higher just because I think the, the Moonraker movie is 
so much fun. The, the way that you describe Die Another Day, that's the way that normal people would describe Moonraker. You know, it's so bad, it's good. Uh, but if I really compare all the things about Moonraker that are so bad they're good, Holly isn't one of them. I think that uh, she's still better because she's a part of this movie. She fits it to a certain extent. But if I'm picking all my favorite things about Moonraker, Dolly might be higher than Holly. <laughs> Dolly might be higher than Holly. <laughs> a uh, James Bond she's novel. Not, she's not quite there for me. I just love Holly. She's fun, but you know she's not going to be super high for me. But yeah, I'm. Looks like I'm having Holly Goodhead at, at the highest for me. Um, let's go over our bottom five just quickly now. Um, I'll go over mine first, and we can each say what we've got as we move into our next bit. So, 23rd, I had Holly Goodhead. 22nd, Kissy Suzuki. 21, Stacey Sutton. 20, Camille, uh, was it Montez, whatever her last name is. 19, Christmas Jones. And number 18, Domino. I had 23, Stacey Sutton. 22, Jinx. 21, Christmas Jones. 20, Kissy Suzuki, 19, Pam Bouvier, and 18, I was about to say Domino, oh, (laughs) number 18, Holly Goodhead. (laughs) We all agree. Uh, I've got Kissy Suzuki, Christmas Jones, Jinx, Camille, Stacey Sutton, and Domino. Alrighty, number 17, let's bring up another newbie, Um, because I I think we've almost cleared out some other ones there, although Noah's still got Holly Goodhead. Apparently, uh, cool. Um, this is another movie that I'm not a huge fan of, and another Bond girl who, again, if we were ranking this on looks, she'd probably be a top ten. Uh, maybe, arguably, one of the most famous actresses to ever be a James Bond girl. Um, but that just doesn't do much to her character. She kind of just becomes a yes girl. She just kind of does as she's told and just blends into the background. She's got a unique storyline, though. I think kind of it's interesting, this whole psychic ability thing, which is kind of interesting. So that gives her a couple of spots higher to me because it's a memorable storyline. Um, but again, not a fan of Live and Let Die solitaire's fine but just we're kind of moving into the fine bond girls now whereas they're not super bland they've got some memorable things to her um apparently the book is she not better in the book again i don't know i don't know how to read but uh yeah solitaire for me number 17 uh no she's not gonna be coming up uh very soon for me and this is the movie i've said over and over again this this podcast has improved my opinion on live and let die so much uh, and Solitaire especially. I, I really like Solitaire now, whereas when we started this five, six years ago, whatever it was, Solitaire probably would have been in my bottom five. But uh, I, I think that she's great in this movie, and I even think that the lack of acting experience of Jane Se- Seymour helps this character because it, it is sort of like the perfect embodiment of innocence in a character. I just got so worried when Ben was saying, you know, oh, what, you know, definitely one of the most attractive Bond girls, probably one of the most famous actresses ever. And I'm like, if you say Diana Rigg is next, <laughs> Bond, man, fired. Oh shit. We're not getting to my number 16 then. Shit. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I kind of agree. She's fine. She's got some things going with for her, which I think these middle ones, that's kind of what puts them in the middle is, they're not terrible because they've got something going for them. Um, but, yeah, I do agree with a lot of what Ben was saying. Um, yeah, so Solitaire, she's not she's not quite there, but she, she's not in my top ten. Okay. Colin. Okay. Um, 
be prepared okay. to hate me now. Um, Already too. You know what? I'm gonna fl- <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna save the hate for the next one because as I look at this, I'm gonna flip my uh, next two spots here. Uh, Illuminating. I'm. I'm gonna, <laughs> what? Huh? A genuine Colin switch. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with a character that I think is more confusing than it is bad in any way uh and an actress that's appeared so many times that you could lose track of her characters uh and i think that a much smaller character she played was definitely better in the man with a golden gun um i don't know if there's this is gonna be one of these ones where people absolutely love the character so i doubt this is controversial in any way uh, but I, I do think that Maude Adams is is great in what she has to work with his movie. But the character of Octopussy is just so hard to follow. Is she, you know, good? Is she bad? You know, why does she have this island of lesbians? Uh, are they an island of lesbians? <laughs> why do they dress like they're in Moonraker? I mean, I, I, I could, I've watched this movie so many times and I love Octopussy. It's actually one of my favorite Roger Moore movies. And I can never wrap my head around what the purpose of Octopussy as a character is. Yeah, uh, I I really went back and forth with Octopussy. Like, do I have her in my bottom? Is she way higher up? At one point, I'm like, do we even count Octopussy? Because like you were saying, she's very confusing. Um, uh, yeah, I have her a bit higher, but I'm not a big fan of the character. So, yeah, I mean, I'm fine with this spot. Uh, well, I'll just jump ahead and say that she was my number 16. So, um <laughs> And I thought I was going to get ripped a new one for some weird reason. Um, yeah, I mean, again, like I think, Noah, you just mentioned kind of we're in this middle range now where it's sort of, you know, like they're not terrible, but they're also not great. And I, I like your uh, assessment there, Colin, that she's a bit confusing. And to, to me, that's Octopussy. Like I just I always forget Octopussy is a film. So um, the movie's about an egg. So, you know, <laughs> sure. But um, yeah, Start I mean, more Adams. <laughs> Egg pussy. Um, Maud Adams is a great actress. She's gorgeous. Um, but I don't know. Like, I also feel like with her and Roger Moore, I just feel like I'm watching like grandparents do things. Like, I don't know. Like, they're, they're like attractive. This was older followed people. by Stacey Sutton. Like, no, it, but this the, is what bothers you? No, but the difference yeah, with Stacey Sutton. But the, that's the thing. Stacey Sutton, the difference is, is it's like granddad and a granddaughter. This just looks like our grandparents because Maud Adams is an older lady. Roger Moore's an older man, but they're both attractive older people. So it's just. It's kind of like geriatric Bond and Bond Man, girl find an egg. Just, just stop. Just stop. <laughs> anyway, yes, How okay. How was Bond Adams in Octopussy? I'm actually curious. Uh, 24. <laughs> it had been like 10 years since uh, Man with the Golden Gun at that point. Um, uh, so she was 30, what, 38? She's still alive now. She, well, I know she's alive, but she was only 38, and you said she's a grandma. Ben, you're what calling the... her a grandma. She, she's younger than Colin. Well, if she was from, like... <laughs> she's the same age as me. If she was from, like, Bridgewater, she probably would be a grandmother, but... Um, <laughs> that's a... Oh, I don't know. What's a really shitty suburb of Winnipeg, Colin? Like, Winnipeg? Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um... I don't know where I'm going with this. Cool. I've just done my number 16. So, Colin, uh, you've done your 17. Noah still needs to do his 17. I've jumped ahead. Sorry. Uh, yeah. it's it, This character's going to be weird because I'm probably going to agree a lot with Ben and I'm probably going to agree a lot with Colin, but they're going to have her in di- very different spots, I feel. Uh, I like number 17, Pam Bouvier. Um, 
she's just she's so 80s and it's hilarious to watch but she is the embodiment of kind of that 80s action movie girl uh she's a little annoying she's a little sassy she's funny i like her and q together they're fun uh i don't know i just find her fun she's not a good bond girl but you know, you, you're looking at Domino, who's so bland, and Stacey, who's bland, and Camille, who's bland, Kissy, who's bland. At least Pam does have some personality, and sometimes it's, it's annoying, but it's fun to watch. And I, I don't know if you'd say she has chemistry with no. Dalton. Uh, probably not, but Get it is still it. fun to watch them. <laughs> oh, and then they make love in a bar after a bar fight. Ooh. Uh <laughs> Yeah, she's just, just see the she's chemistry develop. And yeah. then there was silence. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you Men's really improved stupidity this. brought silence upon the room. <laughs> um, yeah, look, again, I, I agree with pretty much everything you're saying, Noah, uh, except for the chemistry part, um, and I'll talk about her later. <laughs> I hope later means next. That's uh, what I'm really later? hoping for. Well, I've already given my 16, so Colin, you can skip me and go to number 16. Okay. Colin. Here's what you guys are going to hate me for. Tiffany Case. Um, oh, can I, can I just say... Can I, can I just... Can I just say, if we go back... Ben, you've done it recently. If we go back and listen to the Diamonds Are Forever uh, recap that we did. If... You had guessed at the time where I would rank Tiffany Case. It would not have been here. True. It probably would have, been, would have been again lower. in the bottom five. Yeah. I so, honestly thought Tiffany Case was going to be in the bottom five for you, 100%. You thought what? I thought she was going to be in the bottom five for you, 100%. Yeah. So yeah. this is a victory then, right? <laughs> but, like, I, I think there are a lot of similarities to Jinx. Um, I, in that, <laughs> I, I feel like they over... <laughs> that your mama line instead of blow up your pants. Blow up your mama! Well, no, exactly. They, they throw in all... Maybe it's the American thing, but they throw in all this, like, modern slang and things like that that, that don't necessarily work. The character, like Octopussy, is all over the place. You never really know what the point is with her, where she's coming from. Um, where I have come around is I do see the humor in her a little bit more, although I think the humor in everything in this movie is misplaced a lot of times. Uh, she's definitely more fun than I would have given her credit for. Her. Let's just take this as a victory, okay? She's not my bottom five. Uh, boo! <laughs> uh, yeah, like, totally. the, the, most, the most relevant thing she does in this movie is she hides a cassette tape in her bikini... And then oh, she somehow that. screws that up. Like, she's just, she's useless. Not everybody's perfect, Colin. Not everybody <laughs> can have three children in two tries. <laughs> yeah. That's all I've got to say. Boo, hiss. Um, again, I rewatched this, like, in the last week, and I, I always enjoy Dimes Up. I'm not quite on the same page as, as Noah, of course, but I still find it weirdly enjoyable. Um, the, the one thing I'll say for Tiffany, though, is that... She's so similar to me to another Bond girl who I know, Colin, you're going to have a lot higher. Um, and to me, I've kind of got both of them pretty much next to each other. I do, looking at this list, they're one after the other. But I, I can enjoy them. Uh, and I enjoy Tiffany. Maybe not as much as Noah will, but I, I won't be speaking about her for a little bit yet. Um, is it me? You are number 16. Six- yeah, uh, well, Colin, I, I did boo you, but you'll be happy to know uh, you've turned me a little bit. 
Um, oh. Because <laughs> you, you started talking about Octopussy, and I realized I really don't like this character. And <laughs> I looked at who was below her on my list, because I, I had her at, I think, 14 or 13. Uh, I realized, but I like the characters below her more, so why would I have her above? I guess maybe it had something to do with, you know, the actor, and also she's got she's the only Bond girl with a movie named after her. Other than like uh, Miss the Living Daylights, but um, <laughs> or Miss Die Another Day, uh, so she's got a movie named after her. But yeah, she's—I don't like her as a character. She's quite bland and, as you said, confusing. And any character that says the line "That's my little octopus," he doesn't but <laughs> deserve to be near the top ten. Um, yeah, so I think yeah, you've convinced me a bit on Octopussy because I'm looking at who's above her and I realise I like them more. So yeah, Octopussy. You and I have a third match. Oh really? Oh my wow. god! Oh, twenty. No, so you should be afraid at this point. Like, <laughs> you're thinking like Ben. Jinx is your yeah. number one. To- oh wait, hang on. No, the virus is messing with my head. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't really have anything really to add because I've already spoken about her, and I don't know if you do either, Colin. No, no, I said it all. Okay. She, well, she's got, really at an all-time high for octopus. She is. We've got, a, <laughs> we've got our bottom four then, basically, don't we? Because we've had four cleared off the board now. So Kissy, Suzuki, Octopussy, Stacey, Sutton, and Christmas Jones are but, all gone. And this is where you, you're you really messing up the averages because yeah, Octopussy is all of our, like, 16th, 17th, yeah, she's in, like, the bottom three. <laughs> How is it all down to me? I mean, bloody Colin just put Tiffany Case up at number seven. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll have an argument for Jinx at number two. <laughs> and so, I won't listen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no one ever does. What's new? Pussycat? Whoa. Pussycat. Whoa. <laughs> Tom Jones reference. Um... Let's bring up someone else new because we're going to do that a lot. I, this is a tricky one because really from this point on, like you were just saying, Noah, how you looked at your list and you're like, oh, but I like that one better than that person. And for me, like I don't dislike any of these Bond girls moving forward. It's just you kind of get to that bit where you've got like your top five favorites, your bottom five, and then you get to your middle ones and they're just so interchangeable. But to me, when it comes to, to this girl, it's kind of, like, I like her, she's fine, she's very good looking, but 14 other people have more memorable moments to me than this Bond girl. And I'm going to spoil it right now by saying this next line. I feel that if we rank this move, if we rank this list in two months' time, she's probably going to be higher because we're going to see her again. So I'm putting Madeline Swan up because, again, like, oh. whoa, she's, she's, she's interesting. And I like kind of this idea that she's a Bond girl that basically goes off into the sunset with Bond and that we're going to see her come back. And, again, I feel she's going to be higher on this list after No Time to Die. But I can't rank her above the 14 other people on this list to me because outside of her getting a nice dress on a train and hitting Mr. Hinks and kind of sucking up a bit to Bond on the the meeting bit in P's Gloria and she's the son uh, the son she's a man now she's the daughter <laughs> of a Bond villain but I mean that's been done before um, yeah I just uh, I, I like I don't wow. dislike Madeline Swan I really don't dislike her but I just can't rank her higher than 14 other Bond girls so yeah Madeline Swan 15 I'll have more to say uh, later on but I just I, I'm shocked that Spectre the movie that you defend more than yeah. either of us easily you're going to rank Lois for the Bond girl. I I agree with everything you say. I had a hard time with her on this list too because I feel like even from the trailers, 
it, it almost makes you feel like you have to rank her higher. Like, oh, there's so much more to this character. But from what we saw in Spectre, we have to rank it just on that. And if we were to do this list after No Time to Die, I would feel like we would have to exclude her just because nobody else on this list had the opportunity of two movies to build themselves, you know? So um, I'm glad we're doing this now. I, I'm definitely going to rank her higher than this because um, for a, a lot of the reasons that, you know, uh, we um, uh, there's other characters still to come that I think there's strengths of. Uh, there's a purpose to this character. Um, similar to what I was saying with Camille, I feel like she has a story arc that works in this movie for this movie. It complements Bond. So those are the good things about her. But as you said, you're in the good portion of this list. It's just, seriously, you ranked Spectre lower than anybody else. What happened? I Yeah, well, apparently I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Don't use that excuse. Again. Uh... Yeah, I agree. I had a real tough time with her, but also we're not going to hear about her for quite some time now. Um, But yeah, I I did struggle a little bit. But man, when you were doing your description, I thought you were going way different places than that. Um, I thought going into this that Ben would have had her in the top five. (laughs) Yeah, I thought he was going to have her higher. I thought uh, I was going to have a higher too, and it's surprising when I actually looked at this going, well, she's 15th. But again, I just look at every single one above her, and I can personally go, well, I like this person more because of this, and I just can't do that with Madeline. Yeah, I mean, I will say at one point she was in my top five, at one point she was in my like teens, and then she was in the middle, and then I moved to here and there. So of all the people on this list, she's moved around the most. But yeah, it's pretty low, Ben. Well, you know, that's Ben Waterworth for you, all right? This is what I do. I do stupid things and get teased for it. So 2020 is nothing new. Uh, to go along with that, as I said, there's lots of comparisons to the Camille character, who's up now for me at number 15. Oh, uh, so, <laughs> But I'm wow. into the ones now. I, I'm into the ones now, just like you, Ben, where I'm like, now I don't have bad things. I can say there's things that detract from it compared to other characters, but there's nothing bad about her, in my opinion. There's nothing great about her. She is the perfect middle-of-the-road Bond girl, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and the arguments you guys made, I mean, I, I completely understand all those, other than the fact that I think everybody lower than this, there are things that I dislike about the characters. And even though there's nothing that I love about Camille's character, and I 100% agree, Strawberry Fields, easily top five if we do a secondary Bond girls, um... I, I can't find anything to hate about her either. So she basically lands right around this middle section for me. Uh, too high. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm all, I'm almost thinking, should she have been my bottom? I'm not a fan of this character. I, I'm just trying to remember, because again, you defend quantum more than we all do, Colin, but I, from memory, you had green higher than all of us and no time to die and uh, not no time to die another way to die higher than all of us so what is it with you, you know, and quantum solace my god <laughs> Boo, <I> green. Th- <laughs> well I- i'm pretty sure i looked at the rankings the other day and i thought that um somebody had another way to die around where i did i don't remember ranking green very high though maybe you can pull <laughs> that up uh green Oh, I had him last. You both had him at 23rd. But, I mean, still, that's still three spots too high. <laughs> wow. What about another time to die? <laughs> um, that's on a different list, which is not available in front of me. But please hold the line, as I will find it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like just... Ben's trying to throw me under the bus here. <laughs> How does it feel, Colin? How do you feel under the bus? 
You can't listen to anything Colin says. He ranked green higher than us. He ranked another way to die higher than us. I feel our references to um, uh, the Sam Smith song are dead now. We shouldn't be doing Billie Eilish references, or is that just not easily making it as fun? Like, no oh, time to die. She's the future of Bond. Oh, yeah. That Bond, <laughs> oh, Bond's her future. Sorry. <laughs> should, we, should we read that review that we got? We should read it at the end, yeah. Remind, remind us. We need to. Re- we actually got a review. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So hello to our review. It's a great one. It, it was a five star review that just went on to trash us. <laughs> yeah, we can't. We can't bag out Billie Eilish because she's the future. We're living in her world now. I know that I missed the pre production meetings, but you guys have got to let me know these things. This is what happens when you when you disappear. Remember when Spectre, etc., their line was like, four men bonding over James Bond? Well, you've left, and Colin and I really have bonded over James Bond, <laughs> Noah. Over Billie Eilish. Yeah, because she's the future. Have we ranked <laughs> recap the song yet? Yes, like two weeks ago. Have you not listened to it? I don't listen we to did invite you. I hate this show. You didn't invite me. <laughs> we did invite you. Well, what did I say? Obviously, no, because you didn't show up. (laughs) Well, I don't remember. You have friends when you're not in quarantine, remember? (laughs) More important than us. Um, Colin, you ranked... I'm I'm glad to be doing this, but it it does say a lot that this is what it's taken. (laughs) You ranked Another Way to Die at 17th. Noah ranked it at 15th. I told you. (laughs) Sorry, Colin. Colin, I take that back. No, you're an idiot. <laughs> well, it's better than No Time to Die. Is it? Correct. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, what are we doing? What are we doing here? Who are you two? Uh, Noah, you're going to give us your number 15. Uh, uh, see, somebody said that the middle see? is kind of interchangeable. <laughs> isn't, isn't he a henchman? <laughs> He's got uh, a that would be good too. We no, we haven't done that one. Um, <laughs> I love double seven. Um, <laughs> we can use that as a soundbite. <laughs> <laughs> Recommended by Coolest Noah Groves. <laughs> Five stars. Uh, you are living in Noah Groves' world now. <laughs> I've got these ones in the middle. Uh, somebody said they're kind of interchangeable. Interchangeable. Uh, so I'm tossing up between three here and. It's whether or not you want one off the board or you want a kind of middle, not really a hot take, or you want you want the controversial one. And I can't quite decide what to do. Uh, so you tell me. Do it. Con- do controversial, yes. off the board, or middle? Controversial. Okay, you do it. <laughs> uh See, this character I really love. I really love the character. So when she's up now, I, I'm saying it's controversial. Maybe for many other podcasts, it wouldn't be controversial at all. And I'm glad that this character is getting the love that she deserves because she is so much fun. But at this point, you do have to look like almost all of these characters have sort of something to do with the plot. Not all of them, but a lot of them, or they're very involved this character I love, and I'm, I'm probably going to get really booed, uh, but I, I want to say I've got not bad things to say. I, I, I'm glad she's as high as she will be. Um, 
but she's just kind of there at the end of the day. And I'm looking at these other ones and they've all kind of got something. And while she, while she is fun, and I know this is going to be hypocritical when we get to Tiffany, everything I'm saying now, but yeah, she is just kind of there and she's a very different character in the book. And if anything, in the book, she's in more Bond books than almost any any character. I love Mary Goodnight and, and please don't hate me because I... <laughs> I've only got fun things. She's fun, and I'm glad that 007 is the podcast that finally will give her love, but I I do have to look at everyone else on the board at the moment. I thought you didn't like Mary Goodnight. She's she's fun, but she's not not great, is she? Um, Well, she's higher than 15th on my list. Um, But, yeah, look, I... She is fun, and I think, to me, she stands out a few spots higher uh, for a lot more reasons. But, um, I mean, I see what you're saying, though, at the same time. And I I think that, again, we've got a bunch in this group now which really you could easily put at 15 or you could put at 8. You know, I think kind of they're all interchangeable. So, um, yeah, I don't know how Colin's going to react here. I think he might have hung up. I'm not sure. Isn't he Mary Goodnight's, like, number one fan? <laughs> I, I was going to say, had it not been for all the nice things Noah said, I was prepared to tell him to suck it right now and hang up. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I, I I'm I, in a weird way. I'm just happy that the lowest ranking she's going to have here is going to be at 15 because most good, places it, that that's the thing. Most places you're going to look on the Internet, they're going to be like, oh, Mary, good night. Worst Bond girl ever. And they completely miss the point of the character. The point of the character isn't to be, you know, some strong equal or equivalent to Bond. It's supposed to be comic relief. And. You know, in my defense of her later on, I'll, I'll you know, give lots of examples of this, but I still think that Britt Eklund is the best comic actress we have ever had in a Bond movie. And as a oh comedic God. character, she is. I mean, I can't think of any actress who was funnier in their role than she was. Um, so what you're saying about her not having as much relevant to the plot, and again, even with the, the books, you know, obviously being a completely different character and a more important character, totally get that. But she is so fun that like she's she's not coming up anytime soon on my list. I'm just looking at screenrand.com. They did another list of the uh, every Bond girl ranked worst to best, and they've got 30 on their list. But Mary Goodnight is number 30 on their list. Oh, so. oh you can suck it, Screenrand. Blow <laughs> <laughs> um, up your pants. Blow up your pants. Uh, what I might do now is I know we I know we kind of did our, our five, but I might just do it four here so we can kind of um, then go into our sort of keep it capped at around five. So uh, the last four that I ranked from 18 through to 15, uh, Domino, Solitaire, Octopussy, and Madeline Swan. Um, I changed my rankings as we were doing this, so uh, <laughs> maybe you can remind me what I did. Uh, you had Holly has good head, Okta has good pussy, Tiffany has a nice case, and Camille has nothing. Yes. Uh, I've got Domino, boring, Pam, fun, but a little annoying, Octopussy, don't like her, and Mary Goodnight, underrated, but in the middle. All right. I just want to remind some people about a couple of uh, classic moments from our last rankings episode. In our villains episode, uh, the one that I put up that got me a lot of hate early on uh, was Lashif. I put him up at 18th, and I got murdered for that. What? 
in our song rankings, I put up Diamonds Are Forever at 17th, Goldeneye at 15th, and I got murdered but for that. I do not I do not like this preface. I just want to say I'm considering leaving now because this preface is not sitting well with me at all. The I, next no. guess no, is 14. She's higher than all those other ones that I just said. Oh. But... I like 13 other ones better for better reasons because to me, like, I can enjoy the entire film for each of the other 13 for so many more reasons. And there's nothing wrong with this Bond girl. She is maybe the most iconic Bond girl name in the history of all Bond. Everyone knows her name from one of the greatest Bond films of all time. But let's analyse this, analyse this, analyse this. She's only in it for, like, the last half. She's got a flying circus, which is fun. But she kind of, at the end of the day, doesn't do a whole lot outside of that. I'm sorry, but my name is Pussy Galore is number four. You know, can we just rename coronavirus Waterworth and be done with it? Ben! I'm sorry. I knew this was going to be the one that was getting me murdered. But trust me, 12 of the next 13, you're all going to be happy with. I don't trust you. The funny thing is, I thought I was going to have Pussy up first, and she's not anywhere near where we're at at the moment. I don't even know what's wrong with you. Like, (laughs) have you seen professionals? (laughs) Sometimes. I can't. You want me to let myself out? (laughs) Where's Rossi? Why why is it every time we do a rankings like this, I want to leave the show? It's just not right. Well, why do you think I did leave the show? (laughs) Yeah. This is my first time in five years, and I'm regretting it. I'm going to stand in the corner over here. Yeah, yeah. And you stay there and look at the wall and think about what you've done. (laughs) He's moving to your country, Colin. (laughs) This is not... I'm calling Justin Trudeau tomorrow morning and telling him, put a halt on it. Lock the visa. Because I lost another member of my wedding party then. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I already dropped out First, no And I'm not regretting I wonder if cable's available uh. <laughs> oh. 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 Hashtag block Can the visa Can we just edit the last Yeah, like, do we have vetoes on this rankings? I mean, <laughs> can we, we bring can them in? Back. Is it too late? I've got too nowhere late. to be We can go back if you want to do it again <laughs> I don't mind Yeah Okay, let's try that again, Ben. All right, and take two. <laughs> Jinx! Oh, good job, Ben. Okay, well, I'll, fine. I'm I'll coming renege. to the wedding. I'll go to number thirteen. <laughs> right, number thirteen. Fair enough. Um, Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know now Mallory's even going to leave you. Like you're just <laughs> intent on pushing everyone who loves you away, aren't you? <laughs> we try and we try. I'm lucky with fiancés. I'm just aiming for that. (laughs) Uh, All I'm going to say, Ben, is that when nobody shows up to your wedding, you did this to yourself, okay? True. I'll just just dance by myself to die another day and stare at pictures (laughs) of verity. I'll be happy. Tearing apart that that invitation right now. (laughs) I'm really trying not to say it, but Ben, you're an idiot. 
Do it. <laughs> Yay! We want to like you. We do. No, you we try really so don't. hard. <laughs> we try. Again, I've been listening to that old episode. You don't try. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no try time hard. to oh, try. <laughs> Listen, for, for that guy who raided us uh, and trashed us, you write about at least one of us being an idiot, okay? Oh, God, I need to hear this review. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't. <laughs> We're building this up. It's probably going to be quite disappointing. Kind of like Ben Mortimer. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to move on and forget that ever happened. Uh, what are we at, 14? You are at yeah. 14, my yeah. favorite age. Okay. So, I, oh, I'm... I... I'm I'm putting another person up for the first time here. Uh, can Boom. very much go along with the the last character, Camille, in that it's another revenge story. And um, I, I definitely think this is much stronger. So whereas I said Camille was sort of like right in the middle of the road, this is several points higher. Uh, but there is the acting thing to overcome, which uh, does factor into a lot of this. As you guys mentioned it with Denise Richards, I'm going to say thing here. Uh, poor Mustacha. Uh, <laughs> it's time to go. <laughs> uh, but the character of Melina, it's done well. You know, uh, even the idea from the, the short story, this revenge story, I love that. Uh, it is very similar to Camille. It's handled a lot better this time. If it wasn't the fact that the character was written so well, um, she definitely would not rank this high just based on performance because the performance is not good at all. And I feel like this is one of these characters that fans just love because of how great the character is, but you do have to take the acting into account as well. And that brings it down quite a bit. This would be a top 10 character if it wasn't for the performance. Um, I'll, I'll save some time. Let's put Mustache up. Um, <laughs> You kind of helped me because I was tossing up between these three and that makes it easy. Um, I'm pretty sure I like her least out of everyone here from memory from five years ago. Um, yeah, I mean, I like the idea of a Bond girl having a signature weapon. That's kind of cool. Uh, she's got the story, but it just falls flat. Like This could have been much better in the end when you think of iconic Bond girls. It just falls flat for Mustacha and uh, it's another one of those ones where it's like you can see so much potential and it, it doesn't follow through. So I like the parents getting killed and the crossbow and everything. But in the end, there's just real no chemistry between Moore and her and just overall quite a, a forgetful Bond girl. And if anything, I think she's too high on my list, but I just didn't really know where to put her because she does have some qualities. But... Yeah, like even even fourteen for me probably doesn't even really reflect my opinion too much because I'm not a big fan of Melina. I guess she gets here just because of some of the stuff going for her. Why is it every single time we mention Mustache we still laugh? <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know why it's so funny. Um, <laughs> I'll save time too because she's thirteenth on my list. Um, wow! Oh. I, look, I, I, I thought I was going to be the biggest defender of her. I thought she was going to go a lot lower on the list for both of you because um, I really like her character. I like the signature of the crossbow. I like this sort of revenge storyline. And you kind of summed it up, Colin. It's kind of, to me, it's the Camille storyline, but actually done well and with somebody who I actually care about in the film. So, um, And remember, we get to see her parents getting killed. Um, 
Um, but I mean, I, I like For Your Eyes Only, and I think it is one of these movies, though, that really the fans love so much today. Like, this is, is this like maybe the one film that everybody defends the most from back in the day that it's never one used to of get them, loved? yeah. Which, I mean, look, mm-hmm. I'm fine with, because I've always liked For Your Eyes Only. I've, I've never had a problem it's with okay. it. But, yeah, like, I think, Colin, also, you're right, though, too, that the acting does let her down slightly. But, um, yeah, she's, she's fine. She's, I mean... She has a lot more... And this is, again, like, bag me out all you want for Pussy Galore, but I think she's got so much more for the plot here, Melina. And to me, like, I just like the... Yeah, just leave me alone, all right? But Who is uh, who is more memorable? Melina, Mustacha, or BB? Uh, BB. 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 Oh, if BB was on this... BB's top ten side girl, for sure. Um, I love BB, but... Um, who who yeah, is Melina, better, BB or Dolly? BB. I feel like the secondary girls is going to be a much more fun list. Let's oh, just yeah. One. After, oh, I wonder who's going to be number one for Colin. Rosie Carver! After Pussy Debacle, let's go into the, the secondary ones, because that's more fun. Uh, BB, Dolly, Dink, Rosie, Strawberry. Dink, Strawberry. Yeah, better list. Bella. <laughs> yeah. I say let's scrap this one. Yeah, bugger it. All right. Uh, everyone's number one's Tracy. Cool. All right, let's move into <laughs> <laughs> and into the secondary number twenty-four bumper. Um, <laughs> all right, cool. That's my number thirteen. So, uh, Colin, straight back to you. Wow, Sasha, right off the board. See you, Sasha. Have a shave, just, just like a <laughs> parent. Oh, harsh. Uh, my next three are very interchangeable. Colin, just one at a time, please. <laughs> How quickly do you want to get to the secondary girls, Noah? Damn I've, got time. I've, I've got two weeks paid. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I have a hard time with all three of these because I think they're all equal in a lot of ways. Um, there's definitely one in here that I feel like I could take more. I think there's two in here I could take more criticism for. I'm going to go with my gut, though, and uh, rank the, the lowest of these three. <laughs> Not that one yet. <laughs> we had a lot of guts. <laughs> Are you fat shaming Ben Waterworth? Hey, it's not just a bit of revenge for a couple of episodes ago. <laughs> for a lot of episodes ago. Skinny so you can't be a part of it. I can't <laughs> now, I lost weight. A couple of Shut episodes up. ago. Six years ago. <laughs> I lost weight because of that comment, Colin. Right? <laughs> That he did you good, didn't he? It hurt me. You're it welcome. hurt my feelings. And now I'm skinny, so I can't be part of Skinny Essie, you bastard. <laughs> uh, look, we're almost in the top half of my list here, and there's still one Dalton girl who hasn't gone up, so let's put her up now. Uh, so Kara is... Kara Kara, whoever you want to pronounce it. Um... Uh, can't really say anything bad about her. I-, I think that she's the most improved thing about Living Daylights for me from when I first got into Bond movies, and I was just bored to tears with this movie. Uh, the movie itself has improved for me slightly over time, not so much for the villains. I think she's stronger in this than Bond is, uh, which is why I have her as high as I do on the list, because I don't think that everything about this movie works. I think it's the execution of the movie. I think the script is fine. Um there's not a lot of strength to her character. I mean, she's there. She serves the plot well. She serves the love story semi-well, although I hate the awkward 
roller coaster, ee wee, you know. <laughs> that's that's still the worst thing uh, of this whole era, maybe of all time in Bond. But uh, I think just for the fact that she is the best thing about this movie, despite there not being a lot going for her, you know, it says a lot for what uh, the actress, I, I can't remember her name now, um, uh, what she was able to do for this movie. Uh, and what you were saying about she's so 80s for Pam Noah, uh, I, I think, yeah, the cheesy part of the 80s, I totally get that. But I think as far as the classy part of the 80s, I mean, this is the epitome of classy 80s and and one of the few things that doesn't age poorly about the 80s is the performance i think that it's a really strong for a character who's not on the most intelligent bond girls list i'm gonna think somebody who plays a cello should be on the most intelligent cello. bond girls list right cello <laughs> you have a lot of cellos <laughs> must have scared the living cellos out of her <laughs> old bunny her name is cello galore <laughs> I, I just like to imagine all the listeners who play cello are just swooning at Colin, who said, "If you play cello, you should be on the top ten most intelligent." <laughs> Put yeah, on Colin, you really endeared yourself to the the cello listener. Cool. Oh, that's it. Thanks. Oh, oh. <laughs> is it my? Oh, uh, yeah, I like Kara. I like Dalton. Um, I like the eighties. Um, I like Pi. I like Keith. <laughs> uh, I like me. Puss galore. What was the Diamonds Are Forever episode where it was like, unlike men? And you're like, did you say I like men? And then we had to replay it like, <laughs> I like men. <laughs> yeah, still not the gayest thing that's happened on this podcast. <laughs> There's so much gay stuff happening on this podcast. It's a very homoerotic uh, podcast. <laughs> I thought Dal was shirtless. Oh, he's shirtless. Oh, I want a great cheese. Ranking the shirtless men. <laughs> Put that on uh, a t-shirt. Uh, number one, Charles Gray in drag for sure. Ah, <laughs> oh, poor Silver. Oh, Mr. Charles Bond. Gay. Um, bring back Charles Gay. Um... <laughs> Yeah, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> yep, it's true. Just uh, a jump to the left. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's gonna be soonish, but I like Kara though. I defend her. Uh, well, she's next on my list, Colin. You bastard! You keep stealing my turns. <laughs> um, I look. I love Kara, and I, I honestly thought again this would be one of those ones that would be low on your list, Colin. Is this the highest you've ever ranked anything related to Timothy Dalton ever? It is. <laughs> <laughs> this is wow. Nearly the top half of Timothy Dalton. What's going on? Um, the love story between these two is great. Uh, shut up. Uh, <laughs> they. <laughs> They basically have a whole movie together, which is unusual. And I just, I think their chemistry is fantastic. Again, I'm going to defend it. Timothy Dalton has great chemistry with his Bond girls. Shut up. <laughs> and him having fun on a Ferris wheel and laughing <laughs> like a little girl is fantastic. So shut up. <laughs> the serious Bond. So I love, I love Kara. Uh, so yeah, but uh, she's not the best of the Dalton Bond girls to me. So oh, I'm a... oh yeah, <laughs> not, you hadn't even put Pat. Ben. You this idiot. is that point in the podcast where we start getting appalled at what Ben hasn't put up yet. <laughs> I forgot about it. Oh my god, no! At, at one point, I'm like, yeah, this is a good spot for Kara. You now haven't I'm put like, Holly Goodhead up yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. 
Um, anyway, yes, Kara, 12 for me. Good. <laughs> Head. Aren't we on 13? Did I miss no, one? Well, I, no, you, I jumped ahead because she was my next one. So Colin keeps stealing oh. my turn. Okay. So is it me? Yes, you're 13 now. Oh, okay. Holly Goodhead then. <laughs> I like Coronavirus has turned you British. <laughs> I like Holly. Uh, yeah, Goodhead. Oh, ooh, a woman. Um, it's fun. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm surprised that Colin put her as low as he did. I thought there was some camaraderie here. With I don't have anything positive to say. Other than it's just fun and I want to watch Moonraker now and she's Ugh. just a part of the madness and her name is Holly Goodhead. Uh, it's the best Bond girl name, I think. It's better than Pussy Galore. Um, yeah, I, I can't defend it, but based on what you haven't put up, I don't even feel the need to defend it, actually. <laughs> You're an idiot. Yeah, and you've not put Jinx or Pam up. And I'm proud yeah, of it. Yeah, we all know. It is bad. Hey, Jinx made the top 10 smartest Bond girls according to Screen Rant. Just shut well, up. Holly Goodhead for second. Well, they're stupid. <laughs> Don't go off that list, mate. Okay, buddy. And none of them play the cello, by the way. <laughs> she can play the flute. <laughs> she can play a rocket. <laughs> I can play with pretty things. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like there was going to be more defense for Holly Goodhead. I get Roger Moore. she's a bit bland, but she is so memorable. She's great. Is she? Is she? She's de- no, she definitely is memorable. Uh, I just don't feel like in comparison to even some of the other Moore ones. I mean, she's not the strongest. It's one of these things where the idea of the character is definitely more interesting than what we get on screen. No. Yeah, she's not Anya. Um, I've already done my number 12, so Colin, back to you. And don't give okay. my number 11 for fuck's sake. Well, I can't because you've given it already a long time ago. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, I'll finally put up Domino here. Uh, I think that there, there's still so much great with this character. And I prefer this type of Bond girl over the ones that just keep trying to outdo Bond. Uh, because we're getting something different. And this entire story really revolves around her. And it definitely is way better in the novel. And maybe if I watched this movie yesterday, I would rank her a little bit lower. Um, she is easily, I, I would say, maybe even the single most attractive you know, Bond girl we've ever had. Uh, and, and that does play a big part with the character in this case. I'm not saying with all of them. But in this case, I mean, you have to really believe that Bond would, you know, basically do anything for her in the end based just purely on a physical level and i think she has the same thing i I said a lot about solitaire earlier is that she brings a certain innocence to the character that's really important here and she nails it despite the fact we're getting nikki vanderzil you know times five uh doing the the (laughs) vocals she ranked on this list (laughs) (laughs) number one clearly of course yeah but, but sometimes you get these characters where you have this combination of performances and actress who can't really act and it doesn't really work. And I think in this case, you know, combining the, the Claudine Auger and the Nikki Vanderzil really worked. And I mean, <laughs> come on, she died last year. I'm sure somehow we caused it. Let's, let's give her a l- little bit of a good send off here. Uh, rest in peace, but you don't get special privileges cause you're dead. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he was my number one. Oh, rest in peace. Uh, oh, it's still so sad. Yeah, 
it, it's higher than I had, but it's not the most controversial thing I've heard today. Are we going to be sadder when Sean Connery dies? Stop saying that! <laughs> yeah, um... Already killed Dignity tonight. Don't kill another Bond. I'm surprised oh. you don't every five minutes go on when Timothy Dalton dies. What's going to happen? <laughs> Is Barry Nelson still around? <laughs> <laughs> Who else do we want to kill? <laughs> How's Peter Sellers looking? He's dead, isn't he? <laughs> Rest in peace, Nikki Van Lezer. <laughs> Is she dead? I don't know. <laughs> but you can still hear her voice lingering on. Let's pull out the list, shall we? Who do we want to kill this week? Um, yeah, Domino went ages ago. Bring back Kim Bassinger. Um, all right, number... What are we up to? 11. Um, oh, no, I've not done my 12. Thank oh. you very much. <laughs> I don't appear on an episode for five years, and you skip my number 19. You skip my number 12. Should I leave? Yes. <laughs> no, Ben can leave. How about that? <laughs> if I leave, then it's just going to be Colin. Though. All right, fine. Yeah. I'll leave. Hang on a second. I'll go get someone else to rank. Hang on a minute. <laughs> is he getting the cap? Because I heard he My name like is Pussy Cable Galore. Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your impression of cable? <laughs> oh, fellas. <laughs> oh, okay, hey, shall I do I my number missed, 12? I think he yes. messaged me the other day going, I just listened to Goldfinger or something like that. Like, he's going to be listening to this in like 80 years. <laughs> I'm Cable Brandon. I feel like very disrespected on this episode. I might leave a review. <laughs> You're in Billie Eilish's world now, Noah. Be careful. <laughs> Um, number 12, uh, I, I was going to say I'm knocking one off the board, but I don't actually think I'm knocking one off the board. Um, Ew. I'm not a big fan of this character, and this is probably the last character on my list that I'm not really a huge fan of. I think she's probably too high. If I re- reviewed it, she'd maybe be a bit lower. Um, I will say this is the most recent uh, Bond film I've watched because I came in drunk and maybe about a month ago. Um, I, oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch Live and Let Die at two a.m. Uh, and Solitaire didn't improve for me in a drunken state or a sober state. So um, yeah, I, I like the kind of psychic thing. She is probably better in the book. There is some good... I think Colin had some points with the innocence and everything. But at the same time, it's more is a bit creepy with her. And I will say, Colin, the one thing my drunken state did give me is... Uh, I'm on the rosy board now. Like, oh, I'm on yes! the rosy train. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck off! Drunken me no. was liking rosy. Yeah, it was, she's fun. Um, no! <laughs> yeah, so when we do the secondary girls, yeah, I liked rosy. Oh, but solitaire went down day. for me. Uh, that's a, the mystical thing. It's interesting, but how interesting is it really? So, I thought it was off the board, but it's not. Yeah, number twelve, solitaire. You're off the you're fucking like board, Holly. <laughs> you're like Holly Goodhead's fun. Come on, guys. Yeah, the mystical thing. I guess is kind of interesting. She's a freaking psychic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I her name is not Goodhead. <laughs> what so alcohol the do they give you in Korea? No wonder you got coronavirus. <laughs> Has she been to space? Probably. She's psychic. She's like Loopy. She's spaced out. Lupe. Number four. Ah, <laughs> oh, Lupe. <laughs> I already put her up. No, uh, Colin, you haven't put her up, though, have you? No. I haven't, no. 
good for you. <laughs> to be continued, I guess. All right, so can I go now, number 11? Um, oh, fine, I guess. Yes, cool. Um, <laughs> Tracy. Uh, no, no, no. Calm oh. down, calm down. I was so <laughs> My heart literally skipped for a moment. <laughs> um, she's already been put up by one person. I'm going to put her up again. Uh, Mary, good night. I... Again, I enjoy oh, Mary. Everything you said, Noah, is true. She's just fun. And, like, everything you said is true, Colin. Like, she's just silly and comedic. And the man with golden gun is just one of these, like... You know, we said Fear Eyes only gets this kind of revisionist love. When will from the man with the golden gun get it? Because this is yes. actually an enjoyable film. Like, I it's think that's not one a, thing we all agree on. It's not a bad movie. Like, it's fun and it's just silly and it's got a great song and it's like Mary Goodnight again. As I will make an argument with some of these upcoming Bond girls, she fits the tone of the movie, and I think that works for her. She's not going to work in Live and Let Die. She's not going to work on Her Majesty's Secret Service, but she fits the man with the golden gun, and that's what makes her so good. A good night. Um, like, she she can be a tad annoying, but, like, she's a good annoying. And, like, what is it when she's in the boot of the car? Like, oh, I found the thing. It's it's in the car with me, or whatever it is. And the, the <laughs> The car flies, okay. Um, but just just silly little things like that. Um, she's just fun, and I think she's very similar to the one who will be after me here, which I know Noah's going to probably get angry at me that I'm going to put her at number 10, but whatever, I still find them both very fun. So I appreciate Mary for what she is. No Mary scream needed because I'm having a good night. It was a good night, wasn't it, with all those songs being sung? Uh I'm just using every excuse I can to defend Mary Goodnight here, even when it doesn't need defense. Uh, but I'll reiterate, I think I said this in the Man with the Golden Gun episode. I actually, like, there are people who will be like, oh, you know, this is such a disservice to a female character just to make her some, you know, blonde bimbo or whatever. I think it's a disservice to say that a character can't be that because if you were to have a male character that's this hilarious comic relief and the butt of the jokes all the time, you'd be like, oh, what a great role that comedian got to play. She was a comedian. This would be like a dream role for her. So, I, I mean, I, I she nails it, and I'll talk her about again much later. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as Colin said, she's a comedic genius, apparently. Um, yes! She uh, should be the co-host of this! Yeah, she should be... Uh, yeah, I mean, I put her up already, but I, I really like her character, and I agree with Ben. Bring back the man with the golden gun. Make man with the golden gun good again, because it deserves <laughs> the love. Ma-ma-ma-ga-ga-ga-ga-ga. How would you be for that? Put that on a cap. Or a t-shirt. Man with the golden gun. Make again, so it would be ma that's catchy. It is. Hashtag underrated. Very underrated. Colin. Is it my turn? What are we at, 11? 11. All right. I'm putting another one up for the first time here, and I'm always afraid when I do this. Um, I'm just going to say a lot of people, I think, will look at this movie and say that this character has to be a lot higher just because of the movie itself. But I think when you look at the character as a whole and compare it to the other ones, it's not as strong. Uh, there's definitely nothing wrong with this character. I think it was the perfect character to usher in a new age for Bond. Uh, it fits everything with the, the change in the times, the change in the tone and everything. But um, just looking at my top 10 list, I couldn't put this character 
ahead of anybody else still to come because I feel like everybody else brought something completely unique and this was sort of a really good spin on a character we'd seen before. So I'll just get over with. Number 11, Natalia Goldeneye. Oh, 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 <laughs> She's not top. How high is she on your list? Well, oh my god. Well, <laughs> yeah, boo. Colin sucks. Colin's worse than Ben Waterworth. Boo. Yeah, I think she might be. She's still to come on mine. Oh my god. She's lower than Solitaire. Yes. Boo! I've got nothing to say to that. It doesn't deserve yeah, I a response. Either. <laughs> I thought you were going that direction, but then I thought, like, no, no. Like, well, yeah, no. I thought he was too, and then I'm thinking, racing through my head. Oh no, who else could it be? Could it be? Could it be? I don't know. Could it be plenty? I don't know. No. But like, like, like <laughs> come Just on, to Colin. Add to what I was saying, I, I, I think a lot of the other ones that are still to come. They have story arcs to them, and Natalia doesn't really know. have Alia a story does. arc. She serves she serves the plot of the movie, which is all about, you know, Bond and Trevelyan, and she's sort of in the mix, but it's not like she has her own thing going on. And what she does is great. It's just it doesn't compare to the other ones that we still have on the list. Like Madeline. <laughs> well, let's let's wait and see how Mary Goodnight. she goes. Solitaire. Yeah, like Mary. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, she's lower than Solitaire and Mary Goodnight. <laughs> yes. Colin yes, I'm not the, the dumbest one on this episode anymore. Yes, yes, yes. No. Put a <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, anything I put up is not controversial. <laughs> oh, Colin. <laughs> How does it feel, Colin? How does it feel? Those kids feels, are getting to your head. <laughs> it feels like I'm right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, is it my turn? I don't want to do this anymore. Um, <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, number, I feel like just doing something wildly controversial now, but I won't. Um, I'm going to chuck up uh, our favourite Ferris wheel, roller coaster girl, Kara. Um, I love the character, and somebody pointed out that, yeah, they're together for pretty much the whole film, which is quite rare. Uh, and it, it's really Kara's story from the get go. She's in early on, and then she's with Bond. And uh, I, I don't think Dalton has great chemistry with his girls, but I think they do have a chemistry together. And I like the whole, uh, uh, like, what do you call it, defecting plot line. And uh, I think she she's a decent actor. And uh, coming off some of these either boring or ridiculous characters, Holly Goodhead and then Stacey Sutton and whatnot, she's a breath of fresh air. And uh, I'm glad she's getting as much love as she's gotten because I thought she would go lower. But I think she is probably, if you had to say, who is the most underrated Bond girl of all time, it's probably Kara because she, I've only really got positive things to say about her, and I probably could have put her up higher. I, I'm I'm very very pleasantly surprised that she has gotten this high on anyone's list. I thought I was going to easily be the highest with Kara. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm very impressed with you, Noah. She wrote a cello. She did. They had nothing to declare <laughs> about it as well. 
So. <laughs> so does that mean she went 13, 12, and 11 on our list? She did go 13, 12, and 11 on our list, yes. Ooh. Probably the closest we've had to matching anybody. Maybe. Well, yeah, based on some of your opinions, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't put up pussy galore, okay? And I said your, I meant both of you, actually. <laughs> Just wait till Noah's number 10 is there's Anya a re- or something there's like There's a that. reason why it's been five years. You are killing me. I'm just going to play it safe to be likable. Um, (laughs) He's making up his list as he goes along. It's perched for me so far. He's like, oh god, people didn't like Pussy Galore and Natalia that low. Oh, boo, boo! I've got them so much higher on my list. That's why he goes last. (laughs) Exactly. Um, I'll just quickly go over our last. There's going to be four choices here, so we can do our top ten. No, don't. I don't want to hear it again. Number 14, <laughs> Pussy Galore. Number 13, Just Melina. Number 12, Kara. And number 11, Mary Goodnight. God. 14, Mustasha. 13, Kara. 12, Domino. 11, Natalia. Oh. Oh. There's a coronavirus. <laughs> it's a coronavirus. Mustasha. Uh, 13, good head, 12, solitaire, 11, Kara. Okay, top 10 time. Um, I knew I was going to be the middle one on this one because I knew one person loves her, one person doesn't love her, even though he put her up higher than I thought he would. Uh, Tiffany Case, um, I honestly think she's probably gone higher on my list after watching this the other day because she's just fun. She's just like, she's just... As fun as Mary Goodnight is, there's just something about Tiffany Case which is just funner. Um, keep tooting on that horn, mister, and I'll come over and like, just things like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I just love the whole sequence in Casino Casino or Circus Circus, whatever it is. And she's like, blow up your pants. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> to a little kid. <laughs> and it's just so funny. I just love her. And just the whole stuff around the cassette, like, yeah, I know, it's stupid. And I just love the bit when she picks up the gun and she's like, ah! And she, like, falls <laughs> over the thing. Connery's just like, where did you go, Tiffany? And he just, like, rolls his eyes and then just jumps <laughs> over the thing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She's just hilarious. And, like, seriously, like, the top ten is just filled with Bond girls where pretty much I can really not say many negatives about any of them. You just killed James <laughs> that is that who it is? <laughs> you, weren't you a blonde when you came in? I seem to notice things like that. <laughs> Do you prefer redheads or as long as the carpet match the drapes? <laughs> this movie is just batshit crazy. Oh, Colin, how do you not like Time is Out Forever? <laughs> the, <laughs> the elephant. <It's... laughs> oh. Shady tree. You've been a lousy audience. Oh, it's such a... I've got a brother. Small world. <laughs> <laughs> bah! I really, I really bah! Wish you know what would make Diamonds Are Forever a more perfect movie if it was a Roger Moore movie? Come on, Roger Moore would have oh, been yeah. so much better yeah. than Diamonds Are Forever. You know, I've never seen Mallory laugh as hard in like the last week or so when she's watching the moon buggy chase. <laughs> <laughs> she's losing it. Slow-mo. That's so funny. 
Oh, I feel like I need to have TVDK's higher than this now, but no, top 10. I think I, I said, no, fuck it. Can I change it? Can I change this right now? Can I please swap my 9 and 10? You, it'll make you happy who I've got at number 9 and now putting it at number 10. Fine. Okay, Pam Bouvier, number 10. I, I need yeah, to put the case up. I have to. I'm sorry. He's made the top nine, Ben. <laughs> this is a pod, 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 podcast first that Ben has just talked himself out of his <laughs> out of his ranking. I love Tiffany. I love Diamonds Are Forever. I just like just the more and more I think about it, it's such a great movie. You're so wrong, Colin. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm. What, I'm seriously watching it today. You, you've just. Yeah, you've sold Diamonds Are Forever on me, who had it fourth. Just even the bit at the beginning, I completely forgot about K- K- Cairo! <laughs> and then this man in grass. I looked, I wanted to screenshot it and send it to you. Man in grass. He's right there at the beginning. Look what um, the cat dragged in. <laughs> Tickle um, me dong, Mr. Wint. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Winton kid. Uh, Can we do the henchman? I'm ranking look. Witten. Pam Bouvier. Forget about Pam. The thing about Pam that I, I, I rank so highly is that, Noah, you kind of said about how, you know, she's a product of the 80s and she kind of fits that style of movie. And again, this goes into my argument of she suits the movie very well. And I just love kind of this action sidekick of her where they... They sort of try to make her like, oh, she's Bond's equal, but they do it in a way where she's kind of almost standalone-ish. And I just love the sass that Pam has. I love the... the, She has great chemistry with Dalton, but she also has great (laughs) chemistry with everyone. She's like... The stuff with Q is fantastic. Like, just when you've got Q, her, and Bond all together, it just feels like this little trio, which is almost like a TV show each week that you're just going to tune in every single week and see Pam, Q, and Bond doing missions. And I just love it. And (laughs) despite the fact that she changes the length of her hair in this movie, there's just something (laughs) about Pam that I absolutely love. And, yeah, Blinking Fish and everything. Pam Bouvier, to me, is a top 10 Bond girl. I love her. That's, That's just wrong. Um... (laughs) <laughs> I, I just want to quickly. I guess we're moving on to our ten and nine here, uh, or I'll do. Oh well, I, I was, okay. So we'll lock in Tiffany. I put her at ninth. Yes. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Go ten. And okay. Nine. Uh, I just want to say, as far as Tiffany goes, the the one thing that I think has sold me on Tiffany a little bit more is the fact that she is probably the most fun thing about that movie, and that is a stupid movie. I understand it's intentionally <laughs> stupid, which I think it's a problem more because it followed on Her Majesty's Secret Service, and it could have been so much more. Uh, watching in a sequence is a lot easier to take, but she is arguably better than Bond is in that movie. She's better than Charles Gray. You know, she's maybe on level with Bambi and Thumper. Um, so plenty. Not, not as good as plenty though. Plenty is great. Uh, Can I say she's in it for like two <laughs> seconds? And she's just... Hi, that's plenty. Plenty, <laughs> plenty of two. Named after your father, perhaps. <laughs> Oh, plenty is so good. That movie is so I, good. When I, I'm going to redo, like, after No Time to Die, I'm going to do, like, what I did with the Star Wars movies and do a post on, like, my rankings. I swear Diamonds Are Forever is going to make a huge vault up my list. Yes! I about Can it. we do, like, a, a recap redux and just recap Di- Diamonds Are Forever again? Yes. We did. A couple of months ago, we did a commentary. We invited you and you never came. I don't remember that. <laughs> I don't remember anything. I think we even put it off for like seven months. Every month, we're like, yeah, we're going to do Diamonds of Forever. Just waiting on Noah. <laughs> well, I don't remember. 
<laughs> uh, let's do it tonight as soon as this is over. We'll watch it together. <laughs> well, there are virus. <laughs> Um, so my number 10 and 9, this will be pretty quick because we've talked about them already. Number 10, Madeline Swan. Uh, nothing more to add, just reiterating. I think that you have to look at this as one movie and people's opinions are probably already going to be jaded just because they know she comes back. They kind of know it goes somewhere else. If she never returned and this was just a one-off, I don't think anybody really ranks her that much higher than the top 10. But she's good for what she is and, and she's decent in the movie. And number 9, fine, I'll get rid of it. Solitaire. Uh, I still I really love Solitaire. I think especially the innocence, which is the most important with this character, because she is supposed to be the most innocent character he's ever encountered. And yeah, some of the stuff with Bond is kind of creepy, but so is, you know, sorcery or whatever she's doing and <laughs> magic and all that. You know, uh, she's got such a unique look to the character. Uh, it, it's just she's she's you. Un- that's the number one thing I'll say. She's unique, whereas. I'm sorry to bring up again, the difference with Natalia is I don't feel like Natalia was unique. I feel like Natalia, Natalia was a good spin on a character that we'd seen many times. Solitaire was more unique. No, not unique at all. Natalia was just so wooden. <laughs> she made number 11. I'm just saying that the idea of the and character... Solitaire made number 9! Because she's the only magician on the list, okay? <laughs> Didn't know Colin had such a hard-on for magic. Jesus! <laughs> wow. Wait till the Bond girl. <laughs> Magic. Uh, yeah, I think the only thing missing with Solitaire was the line, "He thinks I'm still a virgin." <laughs> you put your cards away, and I'll get you an ice cream. <laughs> oh, fun! Her walking in the room and Bond wearing her headdress, like, nothing in Diamonds <laughs> Forever tops that. But Bond's wearing it, not Soldier. Soldier's just like, bam, 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 I'm Solitaire. That's why I put Moore at number one. Um, <laughs> Roger Moore, oh, what a man. I'm I it. think Rosie Carver is better than Solitaire. Oh, uh, wouldn't go that we'll far. We'll find out next time. Yeah, so I'll do my... I'll do my ten and nine, and this is quite interesting, actually. Um... So for 10, it's Madeline. Uh, so we've got a match there, Colin. Um, I really struggled with her because at one point I had her quite high and then she was lower than 10. So I thought, well, 10 kind of a good spot. Um, she's beautiful. Um, I think she's an all-round good character. Maybe she's a bit too serious. But it looks like maybe in the new one they might change that up a little bit. Um, all those jokes in the trailer. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Uh, you, you know, it's my problem with the Craig films. They're too serious. Um, where, where's the blow up your pants and the elephant and all this? Can um, I, just, I want to remind our listeners back to our very first Spectre trailer when you went out on a limb and said that she's going to be the greatest Bond girl ever. Did I say that? You did. Uh, well, I, oh, I, I think he said she's going to be top 10. <laughs> and where have I got her? Number 10. <laughs> uh I, th- I think I was a little disappointed because maybe Ben's right. I think I had high hopes for her and she just delivered a little bit. I do like the uh, the connection to Spractor, Spractor, Spractor. Uh, and I think she is good, but she's not great. Uh, she's just all around middle. But I hope Bond 26, I guess, has a more fun, a fun Bond girl. That's what we, we need more strawberry fields in the Craig, mm-hmm. Craig era and less brooding brooding bond and brooding girls like eve money penny she's fun um she... yeah yes 
<laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, M. She's fun. So we need more of that. More strawberry. More Eve. More M. Uh, less brooding. But Madeline is a good Bond girl. Um, and here's where it's get funny as well. Number nine, Tiffany Case. Uh, oh wow! I thought you yeah. have her a lot higher. Nine is pretty high, especially for tip. I think anybody listening to this is like screaming at their computer right now. Like they put Tiffany Case in the top ten, uh, so nine's pretty pretty damn high. I love Tiffany Case. I love Diamonds Are Forever. I've defended it so much. I think me and Colin had like a twenty minute argument over Tiffany Case during the Diamonds Are Forever episode. Um, t- for me, she's like the superior superior Mary Goodnight. Oh. And- <laughs> everything that Ben said, like he he quoted so many things from her, and how many of these Bond girls can we quote so many lines from and be pissing ourselves laughing? That says everything you need to say, and I think I'm the biggest Tiffany Case defender in the book. She's a very different character, but I like both of them. Um, I think it it's silly, and she knows it's silly, and I don't mind having a doofus of a Bond girl every now and then. The cassette tape's hilarious to me, and Ben said it with the gun is so funny, and all of her interactions with Blofeld, the head of Spectre, is just just nuts. She has so many, so many scenes with Blofeld, and... Uh, her in the bikini is just ridiculous. Um, and it's, she's one of the few Bond girls that it seems like Bond just really does not like at all. Like, he is not a fan of Tiffany Case. Doesn't he call her a stupid twit, too? You stupid twit, that's just the wrong type. <laughs> You've got to appreciate that there's one girl on this list that Bond just does not like and that she's just a complete bimbo like mary goodnight is a little bit but she's still an agent tiffany case is just there but in a a hilarious way and as ben keeps saying she fits the film and uh in this case she really does fit the film um uh yeah colin had a way down low but i'm so glad that of all the lists on the internet there'll be at least one list where tiffany case gets the love that she deserves because she she is objectively a bad Bond girl, but she is just so much fun, and I really want to watch Diamonds Are Forever now, and Colin said it himself, she's the one that makes that film in many ways. More it's love for a, Tiffany! It's just a shame that of all the Bond lists out there, this one's the one that never gets looked at, so <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Tiffany Case fan. Um, I'm so before glad we get to she our, made it this Before we get into our top eight, I will say we have six Bond girls who are yet to be raised at all, and 12 that are off the list. So uh, there's a fun stat. <laughs> All right, number eight. <laughs> you, does, you totally did the Tigger laugh there. <laughs> it's, it's the Winnie. I've been watching, watching too much Winnie the Pooh lately. <laughs> Picked up on that. It's, 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 it's finally happened after 68 episodes. Winnie the Pooh has been referenced on 007. It's been a while. But long time coming. <laughs> Number eight, Tigger the Tiger. Um, <laughs> uh, in number eight, I'm still right, a let's, virgin. Let's get this. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, you found Colin's weak spot there, Noah. <laughs> he asked me. He asked me watching too much Winnie the Pooh. I visually pictured it to Noah's voice. 
What, Tigger having sex or Tigger in bed going, oh, I'm a virgin? What oh, are you a Look at the wonderful things. Their tops are made out of rubber. Their bottoms are made out of strings. And he thinks I'm still a virgin. Jesus. Colin's Chris- quoting Tigger. Chris- Christopher Robin, you put your clothes on and I'll buy you an ice cream. <laughs> Uh, wow Uh, i think this is the first time i've podcasted while colin's had kids and we've found these weak spots i just how do we find new ways after six eight episodes to say inappropriate things that still just lose the shit i mean went from mickey mouse to the Hulk, and now we're at Winnie the Pooh. Oh, uh, don't forget Peppa Pig. Fuck off, Peppa, fuck off, Peppa. It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Can we rank the characters of Peppa Pig? Last would definitely be George. George would be last. Yeah, oh, fuck George. George. <laughs> George sucks. Oh, my God. Um... No, you did know that we did finally do an episode recap of James Bond Jr. Uh, so I feel like <laughs> it was so bad. Oh my god! <laughs> was George, such a... our parents have been lying. Oh, we need to do an episode of Peppa Pig. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's only one dad on this podcast, but this has become a very dad podcast. Hey, I have a son. He's two years oh. old, grey, got four legs, and he's cute. You leave Stiggy alone. You would have a four-legged son. <laughs> Some Tasmanian. I bet he'd also rank pussy galore as low as you did. <laughs> Oh God, I'm crying. Um, I'm crying. I'm crying. Um, <laughs> did you know, Noah, that Colin's son legitimately, <laughs> when he throws a tantrum, falls to the ground and actually goes, "I'm crying." I'm crying. <laughs> you witnessed it. <laughs> I've seen it in person. It's hilarious. Do you want to? I the better part. The better part of that now is now he'll just repeat all the things that you say to him if he's crying. So he, oh no! Stop crying! What's wrong? <laughs> oh, I didn't. I thought you meant all the things that I said. Like he's listening to Double on Seven and he's like, "Put it like, oh, no, no, Stop crying! What's wrong, Casper? <laughs> we should get him on for the Peppa Pig Rika. <laughs> yes, I'm crying. Okay. What's George doing to Pepper? Um... <laughs> no, actually, I take that back. Ben and your son should not be on a podcast together. <laughs> I'm not allowed to. No. I'm allowed within a certain amount of meters of a child that age. There's a podcast restraining order. <laughs> different different laws in Manitoba when I was there, though, luckily. Uh, l- luckily, there's a word of the week. All right, number eight. Luckfully. Um, <laughs> number eight. Uh, often perceived as a Bond equal. Um, she definitely oh. gave Pierce Brosnan a run for her money. Um, she, uh, there was lots of talk about her getting a spin-off movie, but sadly it never came about. Um, played by a very famous esteemed actress 
who has gone on to star in lots of other things, Academy Award-nominated movies and often revered very highly. Um, it's the other woman, Wei Lin. What? Oh! <laughs> Bear. Noah! I mean, <laughs> this is why people have such a hard time. Liking me? It's um, fine. It's the story of my life. I mean, she's she's not next on my list, but uh, at least you put up Pam Bouvier before her. That's all I could say. Uh, Michelle Yeoh's so good in everything, and uh, I've there's some defenses I'm going to save for when I, I bring her up later. But I guess at this point, she's what number eight on your list. Yeah. Even if unless we have her at number one, I don't think we're going to be that far off from you. But still, I think that she's I, th- I think she's better than Natalia, which is why, you know, I have oh. her higher. Oh, I'm I, I'm not upset with the position. I'm upset that Jinx has not been put up. Oh, that just made it so much worse. <laughs> That's why I was so upset. Crying, crying. <laughs> That's what um, really just... offends me. The one thing I'll quickly say, though, in all seriousness, like, Waylin is fantastic, and we're in the top ten, so, like, I don't think we're saying anything negative against any of these people, but, um, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm more of a Tomorrow Never Dies apologist and all the people who just say, like, oh, it's just a middle-of-the-road film. Uh, I think Tomorrow Never Dies is easily Pierce Brosnan's most underrated movie because people kind of overlook it. You know, it's either, oh, we love Goldeneye, I hate Die Another Day, The World Is Enough is pretty shit, and then everyone, oh, yeah, and he also did Tomorrow Never Dies. But, I mean, just the chemistry between her and Brosnan is fantastic. She sort of, you know, Bond's equal without really, you know, taking away from Bond. And I wish, like, they had brought her back. Like, that rumoured cameo in Die Another Day would have been fantastic. Like, it's such a shame that it didn't happen. Um, And, yeah, Michelle Yeoh is great. Uh, she's married to the head of Formula One, basically. Well, not Formula One, the Motorsport Council of the World. So, you know, good for her. But um, no, I, I, I love Waylin, and yeah, in a very underrated movie. She's, she, I, I feel like she's also a bit underrated too. Like I don't often see her brought up in like the top five Bond yeah. girls, and I realise she's not in my top five. But I, I think firmly, like when I did this list, I'm like, well, Waylin's definitely a top ten Bond girl. There was no question about that. So yeah, Waylin's great. Uh, anything you want to add, Noah? Jinx has not been put up. Ah, stop reminding me. <laughs> uh, uh, my number eight, uh, I'm putting somebody up for the first time here. And, uh, well, on my first... you chucking these people out. <laughs> well, on hey, my well, first... I just run... put up Waylin for the first time. Excuse me. On yeah, my first run through of this... On my first run through of the list, I had her in sixth spot. But, uh... The same way that I kind of went back and looked over Domino and I'm like, you know, am I ranking this more because of the book? It's sort of the same thing here. And also the fact that I think that this character is very strong and, and the the story works and the chemistry is great with Connery. Uh, sorry, it's a Connery one. Um, but <laughs> once you get to the last uh... act of the movie, she's basically written out of existence. And I think that's the only reason why I did swap her and, and dropped her down a couple of spots is because I'm like – these other characters, they mattered more closer to the end of the movie. But uh, I'm putting up uh, uh, Tatiana Romanova uh, here, and she's she's the highest of my Russians uh, on my list here. <laughs> so I'm just bringing that up. <laughs> All right. But, uh, but yeah, if, it, if, if she had more prominence at the end of the movie and wasn't literally unconscious for like the last 20 minutes of the movie – 
I'd probably rank her a lot higher. But another perfect example of what a great performance you can get out of combining a physical actress and a voice actress and just how much you could bring a character to life. Uh, she definitely was more interesting in the book, though. And it's another one that I kind of have to separate those. Yeah, I mean, she's not next for me, but any any ones that we all haven't put up yet in the top 10, I mean, the positions are almost irrelevant. So I, I agree with you, but she's not quite yet for me. But I do agree with your point about the book. Me too. The book, she was just incredible. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> hey, I wrote a list out of all the Bond books and a plan to buy them and learn to read. <laughs> you wrote them, the so... list. <laughs> I had good intentions of reading. <laughs> I, I wrote the list. I wrote Casino Royale from Russia <laughs> with Love. Little Mouse. Live and Let Die. <laughs> Flitter Mouse. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I have actually got her higher on my list than I thought I would have. And again, I, I keep amping on about the fact that I've rewatched these movies. I have, but... Um, well, the Connerys at least. So, uh, and yeah, I'll, I'll talk about her soon. But um, you know, again, as Colin, as uh, Noah just said, sorry. You know, I don't think we're really going to be having draw drop to the ground moments, uh, except for one of mine, um, for this top ten. So, yeah. Uh, okay, number eight, right? Yes. Um, don't yell at me, Colin. It's pussy. Um, oh. I mean, number eight, Ben was ridiculous. Uh, at, at the <laughs> True. <laughs> ben was ridiculous, was. but at the same time, I really echo some of his sentiments. Um, she is so iconic, and Honor Blackman is amazing. Of all the actors in like the 60s and the 70s, except for maybe one, she just brings the screen alight. But I guess what? brings her down is i don't think i can put her number one just because she's iconic same with goldfinger i love goldfinger but i think it was like eighth for me or something similar position here i love her character she brings the screen a light she does have chemistry with connery pussy galore is such a ridiculous hilarious name um it only good things but i just at the end of the day for me as iconic as she is Tilly is almost, and in the book, Tilly is more of the the bongo. I know we're not doing the books, but like Tilly almost had more involvement, and she does just kind of show up in the last act. And if you're using the argument for Tanya that she disappears in the last act, then we could also use the argument that Pussy does really show up in the last act. Um, so I've only really got good things to say about her, but that's simply what puts her down lower she's iconic she's a great actor she's fun character she's got chemistry but yeah just the fact that she really shows up so late into the film and i know you can make that argument for one more person who's not been up yet but yeah it's going to be number eight for pussy which i thought was going to be somewhat controversial suddenly is not controversial i mean i've already put her up i yeah I don't have anything more to say. I'm an idiot. I'll have a little bit more to say when I do put her up. Uh, I'm not that far off from where Noah is, and I agree with everything you say. Uh, That was one of the struggles I had, too, because I'm like, she doesn't have as much significance as all the other ones in the top ten, at least for me. Um, If if I were to have ranked this when I first saw the movies, this is another one. Like if, If I'm 15, 16 years old watching Goldfinger for the first time, 
I think my immediate reaction, just having known all the, the, the you know, the love for pussy galore and, and, and this was such an iconic character, I'm like, is that it? You know, but the older I get, the more I appreciate this character, especially the charisma that Honor Blackman had. So uh, yeah. I, I think just the fact that she's so iconic is because of how much she makes this work with so little screen time. It is actually when you rewatch the famous scene over and over again of you know my name is Pussy Galore. Like it's just it's just even the way she's she's clearly trying not to crack up laughing at the ridiculousness of saying that line, and she's mm-hmm. kind of got this smirk on her face like yeah my name is Pussy Galore, and she and voiced herself mother, perhaps. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Good point. All right, number seven. <clears throat> Finally, <clears throat> Jinx. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> Oh, are you? Have you got a chainsaw? Somebody's got, I got, you yeah, coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> she was in a movie starring Pierce Brosnan. Oh, thank God. She. Oh, I can't compare it to Natalia. It's Jinx. Uh... <laughs> oh, I was scared for a moment. I'm not going to lie. Look, okay. Um, again, Jinx fits the movie that she's in. She. I don't fault Halle Berry. I think Halle Berry plays up to the fact that she's in a ridiculously over-the-top movie like Die Another Day, and that's what I love about it. And I just love the chemistry that she has with Brosnan. Because, again, Brosnan has chemistry with everyone. Brosnan has chemistry with us, and he's never met us. Um, and it just it just works. I just love their playful nature, the way they play off each other. Uh, I just love the fact that she's kind of on her own little side quest, and then eventually they come together at the end. And I just, I just enjoy her. I enjoy Die Another Day. It's such a guilty pleasure. She's such a guilty Bond girl pleasure to me. And I would love to have seen her in a spin-off that was just as campy as Die Another Day and played as a comedy. It would have been hilarious. Oh, I would have loved it so much. Um, I love Halle Berry. I love watching Die Another Day now. And ever since, Colin, you've said to me, the I, I, I love thinking that in the back of my head because it just makes it better for me. I don't know. It just like there's just something about that that makes it so much better for me when I think about it. Um, so yeah, screw you both. Screw the haters. Jinx is fantastic. I love her, and to me, was always going to make my top ten. Honestly, I was nearly going to put Waylin at seven and then Jinx at eight. Oh, but you put like... Waylin lower. This is so much worse. <laughs> so yeah, bugger it all. Jinx is number seven. You know, the only smart thing you said there was that she does fit this movie. I rank this movie at the bottom, I rank the song at the bottom, and I rank her at the bottom. I think I've got them all around about seven, so there you go. Uh, that makes sense of my you list. You ruin our averages. Oh, yeah. I'm a smart little cookie. I'm a smart little octopusy. <laughs> Drop dead, Ben. Uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. Just, are you serious, or are you just doing this to be edgy? <laughs> Why he's liking Die Another Day edgy? <laughs> like, Diamonds Are Forever maybe is a bit edgy. Like, no one... I've been watching, in the last week, a lot of these Bond podcasts that we follow are all like, oh, in the lead-up to No Time to Die, we're going to rank our Bond films again. Literally every single one has Die Another Day at, like, last or second last. Like, no one's edgy. Everyone hates Die Another There's not a single person on this planet besides me and Peter Travis who likes Die Another Day. That's I'm not edgy. you <laughs> something, you idiot! <laughs> You're not helping your case. But I, I stand by my stupid opinions. And for that, and for all of you, you can get fucked. I'm playing this for a third time this episode. <laughs> the all-time high already? Fuck off, Pepper. Uh, fuck off, Pepper. Fuck off, Pepper. <laughs> G.
Jinx is a bad character. Your yes. mum's a bad character. <laughs> yeah, but she's still more entertaining. She's very disappointed she... on you. Yeah, seven. Yes, seven. This is an embarrassment. I think you're Your doing this just to... face is an embarrassment. <laughs> you put Natalia at... What was it, 11? Almost in the top 10, a character that you love. This is a character that you have just said, not just us, but every other podcast on the internet agrees is is ridiculous and horrible. I said the movie, it's... not the character. ScreenRant.com says she's the ninth smartest Bond girl. Uh, and the best Bond girls, she's number uh, number eight in the top 30 Bond girls. So blow out your pants. Uh, see you guys in five years. <laughs> Would you like this character if Halle Berry didn't play it? Like, if this, if they swap them around. No. If, if, if Madeline, how I not Madeline Swan, this podcast? By seeing Rosamund anybody Pike. This is just annoying. So if Rosamund Pike was Jinx and Halle Berry was Frost, would you still hate and love them the way you do? Yes. Really? You don't like Halle Berry. Yes. I, but at least the, the Miranda Frost character was interesting. She would have been was playing she... something interesting. The Jinx character, no matter who plays her, is awful. Jennifer Garner playing Jinx, I hate it. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the sound of Ben thought, I've got you now. And it's like, uh-oh, okay. <laughs> well, I don't. And I like her. And she's seventh. So eat a piece of cheese. <laughs> eat a piece of cheese? What is that? Like the Oz Network version of pulling your pants? Eat a piece of cheese. <laughs> Because you're celiac, and it would upset your digestive system. Cheese <laughs> have to do with celiac. Eat a flower. Eat some cheese. I got it wrong. I thought it was something you couldn't eat. <laughs> you Are you dairy intolerant? <laughs> Touche. Eat some flour. Ooh, I'll have some gorgonzola. <laughs> uh, I want some cheese now. Yeah, yeah. Cheese <laughs> quiche. I want cheese quiche while watching Diamonds Are Forever. Oh. <laughs> Does someone need a tissue? Go eat some cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Go- our episode. <laughs> I, didn't know I that need to retire. I I need to retire. Yes, do Ben quit while you're behind. <laughs> oh, let's be honest. I've been listening to too much of our old episodes, and apparently, I'm buying into the bullshit of Ben Waterworth. So <laughs> he really oh, is yeah. an idiot. He is a stupid idiot. So I, I really read want, his stuff. I want you to come out. In like two years or something, and come out and just admit everyone that this has is wanted all me to come out since high school, Noah. I want you to come out and admit, oh, this was all the character, like everything I've <laughs> ever done. I actually don't like Die Another Day. I've been playing. This has been some like weird art project. Nice to meet you. My name is Gareth, uh, <laughs> and I'm, I'm normal. Gareth. <laughs> What a stupid name. <laughs> eat, eat some cheese. 
Can I just say, both of you have met me in person. You've hung out with me in person. You were both going to, well, one of you was going to come to my wedding, not anymore. Uh, Am I this bad in person? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say no comment, but Colin just said yes. (laughs) I think you do it to yourself because you even (laughs) said in the message before yesterday, oh, yeah, I'm going to get torn apart on this episode. You know. Well, because, okay, in all seriousness, all right, I, I, I understand why you laugh at my opinions, but I am at least proud enough as an idiot to admit that I like things that other people don't. And it's not me being edgy. I honestly just like Jinx and die another day. I'm sorry, but I do. At six? Seven. Uh, oh, then that doesn't changes make everything. Better. <laughs> oh. Um... Am I at seven now? If we're still doing this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my number seven, Waylon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just want to say one thing in defense of Waylon. It is everything that they tried to duplicate with Jinx. It was another agent, an action hero. Uh, done well. Done well, yeah. And you know what they did? They got an action star. They got the greatest female action star in the world at that point that nobody had heard of. And despite the fact Renee that I think Russo. this was her first, her first English language movie ever, she has more charisma than we got out of Halle Berry after doing what a dozen, a couple dozen movies prior to this. And I would argue she probably has the best chemistry with Pierce Brosnan out of any of the four main Bond girls. Uh, mm. the motorcycle <laughs> scene, the shower scene, the gadget scene, like those three scenes back to back. That's there's so much chemistry there that they could have these three massive sequences of these two back to back. Uh, and Michelle Yeoh, amazing and everything. Um, she, she's the only thing that makes Star Trek discovery watchable. And I won't even get into her, you know, Hong Kong filmography. I mean, there's a reason why she was the greatest female. Actress Neither will ben. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wouldn't get him. Titles. <laughs> But yeah, I love Waylon. Best of the Pierce Brosnans. Um, well, I'm going to save some time. My number seven is Waylon. Um, I'm not shocked that she made it this high on all of our lists, but I do agree with what Ben was saying that I think she is kind of forgotten about. But <laughs> she's great. She's easily a top ten. I would say it's the only time they've attempted a air quote bond equal and succeeded because as somebody said she's there and she's competent and she's an agent but she's not taking away from bond she's complimenting him i think what went wrong one of the things that went wrong with jinx is they tried to make her take away from bond rather than complimenting him uh and she's her own thing that she's a chinese agent and if there was ever going to be a spin-off it should have been the way lynn spin-off um She's just a joy to watch, and yeah, her first English language movie, the kind of, the kung fu kind of element to it is awesome. Uh, I wouldn't say she's sassy, but she's got like a a personality to her, and uh, she's probably the most action-heavy Bond girl we have, probably, and there's like nothing bad you can say about her character, and it's a shame that she doesn't get more love as a character, and I think she's got personality. She's got a point to the plot. And, yeah, this is the Bond equal done well. Uh, so I'm pleasantly surprised, I guess, that she's made it to what 
seventh for you and me, Colin, and what one one below Jinx for Ben. Um, <laughs> like Wei Lin, underrated Bond girl, and yeah. yeah, she's the action star of the Bond girls, and she does it damn well. I love how you both talk up the fact that you think like I had Wei Lin at like fifteenth or something like that. She was below Jinx. It doesn't matter where you put her. You exactly. could have had a twenty-three. <laughs> Uh, all right. You ranked your second lowest of the. Oh, get over it! (laughs) (laughs) Move on. (laughs) I'm an idiot. I get it. (laughs) I was dropped on my head as a baby. I was punched in the throat. I ate too much cheese. We get it. I'm dumb. You are on the keto diet. Maybe you are. I am. <laughs> the one thing, I'm not fat anymore. So, <laughs> whatever. I'd like to say that keto diet has messed with your head, but no, it's nothing's changed. It was well, always like this. Hang yeah. on a minute. If we get into our top six now, I think all of my final six, you're all going to agree with because they're all good. So, there's not yeah. one dumb choice in yeah. the top six. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Eh, eh, eh. Well, Colin uh, <laughs> would agree with one of them that's in there. Yeah, Colin. Number 11. <laughs> Number six. Um, I will say, on my first draft of my list, I had her at seven and I had Jinx at six. Oh and you would have hated me even more for putting this one below Jinx. So there's a win in there somewhere. Um, I have a feeling that you two are going to have her maybe even in the top two or three potentially. Um, I like her, clearly. She's number six. She is very attractive. She's very interesting. However, the one thing that I say is a negative for her, even though there's not really any, being the top ten, is that the love story between her and James Bond doesn't make sense after being only happening for like two days in hospital. Does not make sense. Go away. I'm putting up Vespa Lind at number six. I want to do to you what Lashith did to Bond and see if you recover <laughs> in two days, okay? Yes, please. Uh, uh, like, somehow, you have something to talk about. Okay, you guys are going to be happy no matter what because it's a good spot, <laughs> and somehow you still score She's number up. six! This is six! She's this isn't six Way better than that! She's way she better than that! She's gonna be higher than her. She yeah, was! <laughs> moment in time where you thought Jinx was better than the best. <laughs> I enjoy, if this was based on enjoyment and not overallness, I enjoy watching Jinx more than I enjoy watching Vespa Lynn. Because I don't care what you two say. I even shared that video with you where they all but back my point up about the love story being stupid. And when I Mallory think, watched Casino want- Royale, she also was like, hang on a minute, that makes no sense. How do they fall in love so quickly? Because it's not portrayed correctly on screen. You have no idea how long they've been in that hospital yeah, for. Ma- Mallory's favourite Bond film is Becoming Bond, so you can't use her as a reference. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good movie. We should cover it. We haven't done it yet. <laughs> I'm choking. I'm choking. Oh, I'm choking. Colin who had the I'm virus choking. all along. Oh, <laughs> no. no silence. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, she's better than that. <laughs> when, when, when you said the love story, though, I was getting a little worried there. So. It's six. It's not 16th. It's a good position. 
Listen. Yeah, you need to get uh, over. The, you need to get over the love thing. No. You need to get over the fact that there is love. It's dumb. Yeah, you, the love story in License to Kill is more believable <laughs> than this. <laughs> because you right. see That's them. Close. That's not two minutes, let alone two days. You see them. You see that happen. You don't have this mysterious time frame that makes no sense. Him recovering from losing his balls? It doesn't make sense. Oh, that makes me fall in love in hospital. Look at this, honey. My balls are mashed. Fuck me. It's the longest Bond had gone without any in his entire life. <laughs> All right. I, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, this is stressful. It is. I'm just moving on because Ben's not worth it. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jerry. Um, number six. Uh, now I'll put her up. Pussy galore. Ah! Uh, great... <laughs> <laughs> List Ben. Let's just remind everybody. Uh, um, I mean, she's so good. Like I said. I agree with everything you guys said about the the lack of importance to the character, the fact that she's just barely there for a large portion of this movie, but she is so charismatic and and I I look at this list and I can't find one other Bond girl that had better chemistry with her Bond than Honor Blackman did. And she did that with so little screen time. So I think that alone warrants her being in sixth spot. I mean, I had her at eighth. Uh I disagree with Ben's decision, but uh, yeah, I think eight sixth is a pretty good pussy spot. Bring <laughs> <laughs> up the giggles. <laughs> I, I prefer my pussy in. No, 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 no. Um, the only no. thing I will say is best chemistry with all the no, no. name one that's better. Uh, I can name five that's better. I'm about to. <laughs> uh, go Noah for six. Uh, okay, uh, I'm actually surprised that Ben is going to have this one the highest. Um, didn't know that he liked this one. Uh, I'm putting up Tanya from from Russia with Love. Uh, I wouldn't say she's underrated, but I think she is underappreciated because if you look at pretty much all the Bond characters from the 60s and even 70s, if you take out Tracy, she's probably the most involved in the plot and uh, the events of the films. The film, like, you think of Pussy Galore and uh, Domino, kind of, uh, Kissy, uh, Tiffany, Solitaire, Mary... uh, up until Anya, she's pretty much the one besides Tracy. Okay, I'm destroying my own point, but she's in the top three of <laughs> between Anya, Tracy, and uh, Tanya. They're like the most involved, and I agree that book book Tatiana is better. Uh, but I just love her kind of story and journey in in the film, and you do care about this character. Um, so I think. Following on from Honey, this was a good kind of follow-up, and I do like how much of it she is involved, and I do think there is a lot of chemistry between Connery and her. Um, I'm glad she's got as high as she has. I am shocked that Ben has a higher, not that I ever thought he disliked her, but, yeah, I, I don't know. Is, is Tanya underrated? I, 
I guess we don't hear a lot about her, but I don't think anyone thinks she's bad. Uh, I will say it's also surprising that I've got her higher than both of you, but um, I will talk about her very soon. Uh, I think the one thing you nailed, Noah, is it's not that she's underrated. It's just that she's sandwiched in between probably the two most iconic Bond girls. When you're following up Honey Rider and when you're preceding Pussy Galore, I think even though <laughs> Russia with Love is thought of, sorry, sorry. preceding <laughs> Pussy Galore. <laughs> yeah. um, I think but... I've seen them. A, a novel. <laughs> <laughs> that you know that would make a great becoming bond uh side project receding <laughs> pussy, pussy galore yeah, my name is anna blackman <laughs> but yeah i think she even though from russia with love is probably you know considered to be the best of those movies she sort of gets lost in it just because of how iconic the other bond girls around her are yeah. all right let's <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> let's go over the last five uh at number 10 i had pam bouvier number nine tiffany case number eight way lynn number seven jinx number six vesper lynn <laughs> don't just <laughs> is he turned into the joker <laughs> we got wacky on the line <laughs> Do you have that condition? You're about to show us a piece of card saying I have a condition. Just don't mind me. Oh my god. Uh, Do you need a moment? Oh, I think so. Oh man. I had oh, number no. ten. Ten Madeline Swan. Nine Solitaire. Eight Tatiana. Seven uh, Waylin. Six Pussy Galore. I had uh, 10, Madeline, 9, Tiffany Case, 8, Pusher, uh, 7, Waylin, and 6, Tanya from Russia. All right. (laughs) 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 All right. Is that the whole? (laughs) <laughs> yes, Tim <laughs> Allen's famous role as the Hulk. <laughs> Can we get Rossi back on to do some uh, Tim Allen grunts? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number five. Uh, let me, let's be honest, you're all going to rip me a new one for this one, so fucking let's do it. Honey Rider. Um, she, look, Honey's great. And, like, I'm not a Dr. No fan. Like, Dr. No is probably the opposite of Diamonds Are Forever. It seems to get worse every time I watch it. I just... I just I struggle to get through Dr. No. But uh, one of you made the argument before with Pussy Galore. Argument before with Pussy Galore. That sounds like a talk show. Welcome to Argument Galore with Pussy... Whatever. Joke fell flat. Ben, move on. Um, that I feel like, you know, you can't just give somebody a free ride just because they're iconic. But I don't think we're giving Honey Rider a free ride because she's iconic, because she's fantastic. I mean, the, the scene alone when she's walking out of the water, I mean, that is iconic. But I think her character actually is really interesting, and she's probably the best thing to me about Dr. No. You know, I, I love kind of the moments when she's on the beach with Connery and Quarrel, and she's sort of giving oh. her, you know, Quarrel, number one side characters. Oh, um, let's rank the allies. 
She, like, just the, the stuff when she's telling her story about, you know, that she killed someone with a spider. And she's like, did I do wrong? Uh, and, like, I think you guys told me that she's better in the book. Like, she's got such a dark backstory. And I, I think it sneaks in slightly to this movie enough for a film in 1962. Like, it's incredibly dark. Um, yeah, she kind of just doesn't do a lot in the end, but she's just got so much about her in the little bits. I think the chemistry, you go about chemistry being great between Pussy and Connery. I just, I love their chemistry because she's kind of got this innocence about her, but also this weird toughness about her. And then I think she just works so well with Connery as well. So for a movie that I don't necessarily like, and you're probably going to rip me a new one, but I mean, she's still in the top five. She was always going to make the top five for me. But I just think the four above her, to me, just have more layers, more interesting, and are more iconic to me uh, on my thought process, which we know counts as shit. So, Honey Rider, number fifth. Number five. Uh, fifth. At number fifth, okay. <laughs> uh, I will be talking about her soon. Um, I'm not going to make funny for this one, because before I wrote my list... I thought to myself, wow, I, I might actually put Honey Rider in my top 10. And then when I wrote my first list, I had Honey Rider in my top five. And then I rewrote it and I put her even higher than that. So uh, I, my original thought was to put her even lower than this. So good good job, Ben. Oh, it means a lot, Colin. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I, I would like to be outraged at you, but uh, I'm going to say Honey is my number five. Um <sighs> Yeah, it's difficult because she is missing for so much of this film, and that was a, a pussy argument. So, um, but I almost feel like her being iconic, I don't know if you guys agree, detracts from her character because she is that good. She's a top five Bond girl. And it's not because she's the first, and it's not because she just walks out of the ocean singing underneath the mango tree, which I love. She is a good character she's got that backstory she's got that innocence but also that kind of real real edge to her and uh yeah she's at some t- points falls as the kind of damsel in distress but she's not incompetent either and there is this i don't know if it's a sexual chemistry but there is a weird kind of chemistry going on with connery and uh honey that i think just works and Ben, you were talking about Q, Pam, and Bond, the weekly mission TV show. I would love a, mm. a TV show of uh, Honey, Quarrel, and Bond running around Jamaica getting up to mischief. Agreed. That would be amazing. And add in, uh, add in what's the bar guy? I'm forgetting his name at the moment. Um, oh, Pussfella. No, that's... Puss, yeah. Yeah, yeah Puss, add in Pussfella, add in And the, guy, the dancing guy. Yeah, the da- crazy yeah. dancing man. <laughs> add in Byron Lee and the Dragoneers. Add in Pussfella. That would be a TV show. Come on. Mm. Uh, Dr. No, weekly with his fake hands. Yeah, and how are you saying this is a, a bad film, Ben? Just talking about that's getting me excited, thinking about everything in this movie. Um, but it's yeah. slow. It's not slow. It's fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I do feel like her being iconic really has taken away from her character. Because I didn't put her in the top five because she's iconic. I put her in because every t- moment she's on the screen, it works with the film. And I love the whole her parents gone and her collecting these shells on this dangerous island on her own. Uh, and, of course, even though I'm saying not because of the iconic moments, but her coming out of the water is one of the most iconic Bond moments. Um, Jinx pathetic when she does that um hey wait till you find mallory's opinion on that 
Oh, I, uh, I don't want to know. As soon as she um, saw the scene, the first thing she said to me was, Jinx did it better. <laughs> oh, God. I liked Mallory. <laughs> um, now you're definitely not coming to the wedding. Yeah, I, I was considering it just for Mallory. I would come to the wedding. No. <laughs> I knew um, you loved M, but I didn't think Ray Fiennes was that popular. <laughs> uh, yeah. I could put a one. Like, now that I'm talking about it, I'm like, oh, no, maybe it's too low because I adore Honey Rider. And, yeah, my my point about her her being iconic taking away from her character. Okay. Um, well, Colin, you have to give your number five. Oh, then. do I? <laughs> well, if you, I mean, if you don't want to. I'm stalling here because my laptop's running out and I'm trying to plug it in while putting so... it in my microphone. <laughs> so, Noah, how's the virus going? Good? Uh... <laughs> do I have to talk about it? Um, what, the virus? Ooh. or? <laughs> okay, so... I'm back. Wonderful. <laughs> Edit point. Okay. Number... No, I left it in. I can't be bothered. <laughs> All right. Number five. Um, I'll, I'll just do it finally. I, I thought there were three things on my list that would be controversial. Um, one was Kara. The other one was Natalia. Even though I say Natalia, basically top ten for me. Uh, and then the other one was Mary Goodnight. And I am so happy. Oh my God, she's not up yet. <laughs> she's still not gone. Yeah, oh my the... God. I'm, I'm so happy that she made it as far as she did on your guys' list, even though it wasn't nearly as high as mine. Because I, I love this character. Everything you guys said about Tiffany Case, I think that's Mary Goodnight. I just think she's so much funnier. I think that you empathize with her because Bond treats her like garbage. And it's a weird thing where it's funny the way he treats her just because of the way she handles it. Like, you know, when he leaves her in the closet (laughs) and then not only does he leave her in the closet while he's basically having sex with another woman, but he waits. It looks like he has a shower. He gets dressed. He's halfway through a cigar before he opens the closet up and lets her out. Like, it's just terrible the way he treats her, but it's all played as a joke. And this is just the perfect combination. Like you were saying, can you imagine if Roger Moore had been able to have Tiffany Case? I feel like that's what we got with Roger Moore and Britt Eklund together. It's just, it's hilarious when she's locked in the trunk of a car. Like you said, it's like, uh, you know, uh, Mary, where's this? Oh, yeah. Oh, I've got it on me. It doesn't even occur to her at the end when he's like, Mary, I hate to ask you big questions, but (laughs) it's just, he's so bad to her and she's so brilliant to just the way she plays it. Cause I don't think her her character is ditzy, but if if this were a male character and you were to, oh, that's such a funny comic relief character. And I think that I appreciate it just as much, if not more, the fact that they made a Bond girl that funny. In some ways, I admire your passion to have her in the top five. Uh, in other ways, I'm thinking, what the hell are you thinking? <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, uh, I think we were pretty complimentary in the episode, but... It sounds like we we maybe didn't give her enough credit when we covered Man with the Golden Gun. Uh, I I agree with everything you said. It's just I had her at what fifteenth, and I think that's appropriate for her character. But the thing with Mary is I don't disagree with anything you said. But top top five. I do I do love the difference here when it comes to Colin's stupid opinions. Uh, I admire your passion for keeping me in the top five. <laughs> Ben, I basically get the lynch mob after me. 
Uh, number number four. Um, yeah, I'm I'm very surprised. I have her the highest. Uh, I have Tanya, Tatiana, whatever you want to call her. Um, I, I mean, again, let's repeat myself a hundred times. I've rewatched this recently, and this is one of those ones that I, if I'm just putting on a random bomb movie, I'm never really going to put on From Russia with Love because I have to think. Um, but when you actually do sit down and watch this movie, I forget how actually great this movie is. It is a fantastic movie. And she's so interesting. This is what I love about her character because the whole defection sort of, you know, plot and kind of like trying to lure a bond in and all the layers to this movie are fantastic. Noah, you said in the recap that this is maybe the greatest spy movie ever made and easily agreed with that. And she's just such an interesting character and kind of the way she plays along with Bond and then sort of lures him in and plays with him and the iconic scene when kind of, you know, they're interrogating each other, which as we all know is sort of used for screen tests to this day. She's just great. She's so good. And... I just, I, yeah, I think maybe, I think one of you mentioned that maybe she gets a little bit forgotten about because she's kind of stuck between these two iconic in Pussy Galore and, and Honey Rider, but to me, she's better than both, and that's just because she's just such an interesting, unique character who I'm just fascinated by, and it's like, even the stuff with Rosa Klebb and kind of, you know, the, like, you will do this, you will do that, and just, yeah, so, so many layers, so interesting, the chemistry with Connery is fantastic, and yeah, I love her. I I'm surprised that she didn't make the top five for either of you guys. But hey, it's go me, Team Tanya. Like everything you say makes me feel like I should have ranked her at least one spot higher. Maybe flipped her with Wei Lin. But again, I just go back to the fact when you have a character that is that strong. Because I agree with everything you said. It is that strong, and then she's just gone from the movie. I just think about. Could From Russia With Love have been easily the greatest spy movie ever made if you had just involved her a little bit more at the end? Yeah, I mean, I had her at six. I'm pleasantly surprised that she got as high as she got, but she deserves it. Okay. All right. Okay. Colin. Who's up? (laughs) You, Mr. Hilding. Oh, do I have to? Did Noah do number five? I did Honey. Honey Rider. With Ben. Did you? Oh, okay. Oh, so it was combined. I thought you were just agreeing with them. Uh, anyways, now I'm putting up another one for the first time, but this is top four now. Um, I'm just going to say it. Let's just speed this along. Anya, uh, when when you had said, that the, I think Noah had said the best that they had ever done, the equal to Bond, um, was Wei Lin. I agree, because I, I think that was... It was the close thing to an equal to Bond because she was an ally. Um, this same idea was done here with Anya, and I feel like this is the Anya is the reason why they tried with Pam and they tried with Waylon and they tried with Jinx uh, and so on and so on. And they're going to continue to try, you know, from now until the end of time. Uh, is because it works so well with Anya. I think what what sets Anya above Waylon, even though Waylon as a character was the best equivalent to Bond, uh, is just the fact that it was different in that she. She was at odds with him. This movie starts with her basically, you know, her life being destroyed because of Bond. And then right near the end of the movie, just to the point where you've forgotten that these characters are supposed to be at odds, suddenly they're at odds again. And then you just have this question in the back of your mind the whole time. Is she going to kill him? It's just so well done. Uh, The only reason that I would detract any points is that I think that Barbara Bach's performance is – 
it's really good, but it's not necessarily great. And I think this is something where if you had gotten an Eva Green or a Diana Rigg to play this character, it just would have taken it so much more over the top. Well, I'm going to speed things up. My number four is Agent Triple X, Anya. Um, wow. <laughs> is it your number wow. four? <laughs> no, no, yeah, it's like, not my wow. It's just there's, there's, well, there's uh, one person that I thought I was going to get laughed at for having in my top three, but you've got him in the top three as well. So I'm I'm a happy uh, little boy. Yeah. Uh, she uh, pretty much everything Colin said, and it's funny you made the exact point I was going to make. She could be my number one, and the only thing that sets her down is the performance. Like otherwise, she could be number one, and I just love the storyline. Her and Moore have amazing chemistry, and the whole uh, boyfriend getting killed thing is such an amazing plotline, and they play off each other so well. Uh, Barbara Back, not the best. Um, yeah. Uh, I'd say I mentioned Tanya and Tracy, but up until this point, not even up until this point, out of all the Bond series, Anya is one of the most kind of involved and important Bond girls. She, she is that good. So, yeah, give it to Anya for number four. She's great. Uh, I'll be talking about it soon, but one thing I just want to say now, because I'll probably forget this, is, um, yeah, Barbara Back's not fantastic, but I kind of think she's got the George Lazenby about her that you can definitely tell there's some issues with her acting, but I think there's just a way that it's like... Uh, like it's, you, you brought up The Room as a weird example before, Colin, is that, like, she's not as bad as the acting in The Room, but it's kind of like how you can appreciate a bad acting and, like, like it, if that makes sense. It's not mm-hmm. so bad that it's di- distracting... And that's what I think, like, there's just something about her performance that... It's like Lazenby, again, like, Lazenby's not brilliant, but he's also pretty darn good for a bad actor. So... Yeah, I think yeah, it adds to the character. I have I think I said it in the episode that uh, it really adds to that coldness of the character, the yeah. fact that she can't act. So if you're going to give her some credit, I do actually think it does add somewhat to the film. All right, top three time, and wow, I I so thought I was gonna there was gonna be comments about me having her at number three on this list, but wow, Noah's with me in the top three, so I'm actually very thrilled. Colin, you just don't give me that. Oh, she's nearly in the top ten. Like she's not in the top ten. She's that was 11. very low, Colin. That was just stupid, <laughs> stupid. Uh, <laughs> I have Natalia uh, at third now, like so much about her that it actually genuinely surprises me, Colin, that you have her as low as you do because the the layers, I'm bringing up layers so much now, like we meet her with no connection to Bond and then sort of she goes through this life-altering moment that essentially leads her on a path to Bond and then just everything through Bond. She, she, she makes Bond, like she gets to Bond's core. She essentially like peels him apart and like digs like straight in so- well sure but we see this a lot longer in Golden Eye. we oh, see it happen on. we see they go to the Caribbean and they spend a night together and that's all it takes for these two and they're not saying they love each other and he's always left with my little finger like don't give me cheesy crap like that anyway I, I like Vesper she's sixth <laughs> But I just, I love the way she's able to to get through Bond like that. And then just, like, some of the badass moments that Natalia has, which gets so overlooked. Like, 
the way she goes into the computer factory and it's like, you know, reads off this massive list of other children and then like, is everything to a madam's satisfaction? Everything except the interruption. It's just like, you know, fuck off. And then I love the whole moment, like the little back and forth between her and Bond when it's like, one moment Bond's like, kill her. She needs, means nothing to me. And then next minute she's doing exactly the same thing to Bond, like, kill him. He means nothing to me. Um, and they're just like, her and Boris are fantastic. Uh, just everything about Natalia Sugar. And, like, I, I said this on the GoldenEye episode that I never used to like Natalia. Natalia used to annoy me growing up. She was maybe my least favourite thing about GoldenEye. But now, like, I, I absolutely love her. And when we spoke to um, to Nicholas about sort of his books that he had written about it, like, his books just solidified my love for her and just kind of, you know, just brought a whole much more appreciation to her character. So... Yeah, I mean, she's just one of the most well-written Bond, probably, the, I mean, the best modern-written Bond girl, I think, in the last 25, 30 years. Uh, and yet, I, I am thrilled that another one of us will have her in the top three as well. I'm just backing up what I said before. There's nothing about her character that we hadn't seen before other than the fact that it was a slightly modern spin on it. And again, I, I think it's a great character. I don't think that it's the best. I didn't think that it was top 10 worthy. Um, the only oh, other thing I could really add to this is if we're looking at her in terms of Golden, I think it's sometimes you do have to, when I said Tiffany Case, I ranked her a little bit higher because she is probably the best thing in Diamonds of Forever, which is sad. Uh, if I'm going to pick my favorite things about Goldeneye, I mean, Bond's going to be number one. I'd say Sean Bean's number two. Boris is going to be... Well, Boris is going to be higher than Natalia. Zukovsky is going to be higher than Natalia. Um, M might be higher than Natalia. She's not even necessarily my top five favorite characters in Goldeneye. And I think you have to take that into account, especially we're coming off of saying, like, you said yourself, Honey Rider, probably the best thing in Dr. No. And I don't think I could say the same thing with her. I mean, she's nowhere near Xenia on a tops level. Well, I'd agree with that, but I think the thing that makes Goldeneye such a great film and why number two on my list, I think it ended up in our top three, is just that that's such a nearly perfect film because the characters are so absolutely amazing and that just you listed every single one there. Right? It's not that I can't disagree with you. I just think it just shows how great a film Goldeneye is when you've got so many good things about it. Uh, me? Yes. Uh, I'll save some time and I'll put uh, Natalia up at number three. Um uh, yeah, I'm shocked, Colin. Honestly, coming into this, I I thought, oh, maybe I'm having her at the lowest. Uh, I thought, <laughs> I kind of thought she was going to be both of your number ones. But uh, if I recall, well, I'm we, not stupid. We did record record Goldeneye, if I recall, at like two or three a.m. or something. So I don't have great memories from it. Um, I think I was in bed when we recorded that one, falling asleep. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Ben said pretty much everything. The only kind of thing I'll add is she is one of the only Bond girls that I feel like you really care about. Mm. If you look at the list, she's there's there's a few other ones, but she's pretty much one of the only ones that you really care about. And I guess that's what put her up for me in the top three is you really care about this person. And you, you're with her during her struggle. And when she survives that blast, you really you really feel that emotional punch, which you just don't get with the other Bond girls. And you've got to give that credit. Um, and yeah, the chemistry as well. And I like her involvement in the story. It, it fits. It feels natural. Uh, she, she's capable and she isn't equal without being an obvious Bond equal jinx. <clears throat> um, 
I love her and Boris. Um, yeah, but for me, it was the caring about the character that really pushed it up for me. You know, I'm, I'm just not... going to say along with that. Um, Noah saying that makes me want to revise one thing about this. Yes. So I want to flip. I want to flip, I wanna flip her and Madeline because I feel like Madeline's Ooh. one. It was a more unique <laughs> character. It was more interesting, but I didn't necessarily walk out of Spectre caring about Madeline Swan. Whereas I completely agree with what you said there, so I think that's fair. I probably Yay! wouldn't put her. I'm not going to put job, her Noah. above. <laughs> yes. I'm not putting above Solitaire or Mary Tanya Good. or any of the others. No, not above Mary Goodnight. Um, but no, I think she's at least Yay. top ten with her. But I'll, I'll still stand by the fact that. If I wouldn't even rank her maybe in my top six favorite GoldenEye characters, I can't put her much higher than this as a Bond girl. Because I don't think that she does enough to enhance GoldenEye as much as everybody else does. I, I would like to remind everyone, of course, that she did come number one on eHarmony's list of most dateable <laughs> Bond girls. So, oh, yeah. Who can so forget that classic credit. list? Yeah, exactly. Wasn't number two Bond um, <laughs> She should be. Uh, so, Colin, right. you need to give us your number three. So my number three, this is the highest she's going to get on here. Honey Rider. Uh, I'm trying to think what else I could add. Um, similar to Pussy Glore, I think when I first saw this movie, I loved the movie. Didn't quite get what the hype was with Honey. I'm like, okay, well, she's just there. Uh, but I'm, I'm so glad both of you said that thing about this isn't because she's just iconic because she was the first. Because I kept thinking about that. I'm like, I wanted to rank her in the top ten. I think at first because I'm like, you know, I don't want to rank her higher just because she's so iconic. And then when I was doing the first run through of my list and I'm like, oh, yeah, I think I'd put her even as high as five. I was thinking, oh, but is that just because she's iconic? I'm like, no, it's because she's that good in the movie. And then when I did the final run through, I'm like, I'd put her as high as three. I, I couldn't put her any higher than this, but there's just so much more to the character than than just the image of this woman walking out of the ocean. And if you look at the screen time she has as far as when she's introduced in the movie, she is introduced very late in the movie, but she has very, very long dialogue scenes. And this isn't, you know, saying the, um, uh, the, the, the performance or anything like that. This is just for how much we get with this character. The long dialogue scenes that she has, has a lot of it is just throwing her background in there very subtly. A lot of it is things like, you know, I read the encyclopedia, you know, I'm up to whatever. <laughs> I, I love those things. And the innocence to this character without ever losing the fact that you know that she could defend herself. She's introduced with a knife. That's all you need. But yet you get that this is a character that that she's not hardened in, by the world and everything. It's just everything about this character. There's just so much to love. And it's not just about the image and it's not just about the iconic first bond girl i mean this is somebody who's worthy of a top five or top three spot uh yeah i mean even when i was talking about her when ben wasn't you i considered moving her up uh she's great love honey and you're right even though she's introduced late she does have a lot of confessionals (laughs) confessionals survivor funny um all right well I think I'm pretty sure I think we all know who our number one's going to be now. Um, yeah, we basically have to do our two and one, don't we? Well, I mean, I'm I'm still just going to give my number two and just save number one. But I, I just think based on the averages, there's no way our number one's not going to be our number mm-hmm. one, which is kind of expected. But I think yeah. Anyway, my number two. Um, you've already both brought her up, uh, Anya, and. Yeah, like as I said before, like with her acting, with Barbara Buck's acting, like again, I don't think it completely takes away from her, but I just, I just love, like, 
all jokes aside with Jinx, I brought that up, how they kind of, you know, she's on her own mission that and her and Bond kind of meet up. But, I mean, this is this is done perfectly with her, with Anya, because it's like they legitimately are both on different missions and then they kind of get brought together. And then ultimately, as I think, Colin, you mentioned, you know, with the, the tragic backstory of, like, you know, Bond's basically killed a boyfriend and kind of having to force to come together with this. And I think that she is the best Bond equal that we've ever had. You know, she's a Bond equal without, again, taking away from Bond. And she's just so good. The chemistry... I mean, this is Roger Moore's shining moment. Like, in listening to our Bond rankings episode uh, recently, you know, Noah, when you were defending Roger Moore, sort of like he's only known as the goofy, silly Bond. But you've got to look at some of his serious stuff that he does and actually how good he does it. And... I think Spy Who Loved Me, if we worked out our averages on all of our movie rankings, whether it comes to villains, songs, everything, Spy Who Loved Me, as it came out on top on our overall film list, is obviously going to come out on top because we're always rankings every element of Spy Who Loved Me mm-hmm. basically at the very top because it's such a great movie. And, yeah, I mean, she she is just so good in this film. She's such a great Bond girl. And I just... I feel so bad that over the years of my love of James Bond that I always seem to have shafted the spy who loved me so much until like the last five years since we're doing this podcast about how you know nearly perfect film this movie is. So yeah, she's great. She's so good. And um, I very nearly put her at number one. I'll be completely honest with you. I kept tossing and turning between my one and two, uh, but eventually I, I gave her at number two. So yeah. Uh, I've said my piece on her. I'll defer to Noah to see where she lands. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I I'm actually surprised that you put her up the highest. Um, I think yeah, she's great. But I didn't know that you loved Anya. Um, yeah, we've said everything. I love Anya's all the great. Russian girls. I've got number two, three, and four. They're all Russian. Yeah, <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, yeah it fits. All right. Yes. Well, my number two. This was the hardest thing for me. Um. There's no way this was ever going to change. I mean, from the point that I saw these movies, I saw both of them, these were easily the top two for me, and there was no shaking it. Uh, But the number one and number two spots have definitely switched a lot over the years, and I think they probably switched again when I made this, because when we decided to do this, I likely had my number two in the number one spot. So my number two is Tracy, uh, Mrs. Bond, the only Mrs. Bond. Um, I... I, I feel like my reasoning for putting a number two will make more sense when I reveal my number one. But I wonder what it this is. is... Who could it be? What? Who could it be? Who could... Whoa, that was very angry. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you want now? Sorry, Colin. <laughs> Sorry. Um... That one just came out there. What? <laughs> You're crying. But, uh, I'm crying. Uh, no, I mean, I love tracy i mean this is such a perfect character this could easily be a shared number one for me um i I don't want to keep saying the same thing over and over again but like she is absent for a large chunk of this movie but i think when she comes back in it actually makes it the difference is it makes it more effective when she does come in after this long absence you almost you get right to that point where you've forgotten about her and then she comes back in and if we're going to pick the most iconic shots or moments Right up there with Honey Rider coming out of the water, I think, is that moment where Bond's just completely hopeless. And then you see the skates, and then they just slowly pan up, and there's Tracy. And that's – I don't know how many – this is my favorite Bond movie of all time. And I always almost get caught off guard when that moment comes up. And then this is the most believable love story they ever had, despite the fact that George Lazenby is not the best actor. And despite the fact that their chemistry – 
there's something weird that works about their chemistry together, despite the fact that they didn't really get along. And it does show at times that it's kind of this weird, awkward chemistry. Um, it makes me so much more disappointed because the diamonds are forever that we didn't get the justice for this. Uh, but I can't, I can't really say anything bad about it. I mean, it's, 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 it's a perfect character and you really need to see the entire journey from the beginning of bond to the end. And, this sort of just, in the books, it just sort of sort of started the next chapter and what would happen to Bond. And if you don't get that whole story, you don't realize how much more important this is, which is, I think, the only reason why in the movie Honor Majesty's Secret Service, because we didn't have Casino Royale, you didn't realize how important this was. But so good. Oh, I, I, I almost wish I could just do a shared number one. Well, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I agree that I think the book does Tracy more justice than the films. Um, but Tracy is not my number two. Um, and I actually thought it was going to be a unanimous uh, number one. Mm, so I'll so just nice. say for me, it's Vespa um, for number two. And I'm, I'm actually shocked that colin has tracy the lowest because i feel like you're probably the biggest tracy fan even though we've all got her at mm. number one or two um you've said everything the chemistry diana rick is just amazing the death i know there's another character also in this list who dies but the death to me is maybe the best bomb moment ever or at least up there uh it's it's perfect and yeah you you nailed it with the kind of awkward chemistry and i i love the the love story as it goes on throughout the film uh leading to that climax climax um oh why am i talking about tracy number two is vespa uh, <laughs> <laughs> just give you two and one <laughs> yeah two is vespa obviously one is tracy uh vespa uh she is just beautiful Easily the most attractive Bond girl. Uh, I do buy the love story. Sorry, Ben. Um, the death, it's not as good as Tracy's, but you really feel, like I said with Natalia, you really feel for Vespa. And the chemistry between Craig and her is just amazing. Really, she's the only good Bond girl of the 21st century. Um, really great one, anyway. Uh, just, it, It's a perfect introduction to this new era of Bond. But she's still got that kind of classic Bond girl element, so she fits the new era with the with the old era, and it, it really does the Casino Royale novel justice the way they portray Vespa in the film. So uh, she's not quite as good as Vespa Mathis or whatever they were calling her in the 1954 uh, Casino Royale, but yeah, Vespa number two, Tracy number one, both are great. Um, well, I've already talked about Vespa, but yeah, Tracy at um, number one. That moment you're talking about, actually, Colin, when you kind of see her skates and you mm, go up, yeah. like, it is very effective because it's kind of, you're like, oh my God, Tracy, yay! It's like, you know, when you're watching a, a TV show and like a character will return after a couple of years and you're like, oh my God, they're back. Like, it's weird. You, I mean, we're watching the same movie, but I mean, that's just what's so good about Honor Majesty's Secret Service. It's kind of, it just, you know, it's you, you forget, but then you're like, you're so excited. Um, and just everything about kind of like the beginning when sort of she's against Bond and then they sort of fall in love with a montage done correctly so we can see this passage of time. Um, it works. And it's like the vulnerability that she's able to give to Bond. Like I was talking about that with Natalia, but I mean, God, that scene in the barn and he proposes and 
just everything about it is fantastic. And I, I don't agree that, like what you said, Colin, about how um, the the chemistry with them, like you can tell sometimes that they hate each other. I, I can't tell at all. I had to say to Mallory, like, hey, you know these two hated each other, aren't you? She was like, what? No, you can't tell. Because um, you can't. I don't think you can tell at all. Uh, and I think that's what's so good. I mean, Diana Rigg is just, wow. Uh, she's just so incredible. And just the, the final scene... It's just so tragic, and it's just ruined by the music in the credits. Like, watching that the other day, I forgot about that. It's kind of like, oh my God, it's a sad moment. It's like, Nobody does. Mood killer much? But, yeah, just so good. And I'm glad that she'll end up coming out at number one on our list. I'm glad, too, because like I said, it would have been a shared number one if I could, but... Really, my reasonings for putting Vesper ahead of uh, Tracy, um, it has a lot to do with well, two of the things we've said a lot on this podcast. One uh, being, at least no and I who know how to read, uh, <laughs> yeah, the books did it better. Yeah, the books did it better. And even with Tracy, we could say, yeah, the books did it slightly better. With Vesper, I feel like it's the opposite. I feel like the movies did more with Vesper, and they made Vesper so much better than what we got in the book and what we got in the book was huge i mean i had seen all the bond movies i had read several of the novels and then i read casino royale and it's just everything about bond clicked differently with me and this is what i was saying about the the end of the story you know the the whole story arc that we get i feel like the story arc of tracy is more complete if you know the vesper story And because we got these movies out of sequence, it's a little bit different where in the end, I feel like watching Casino Royale, it pays off because you've seen 20 movies prior to this. And then suddenly Bond makes more sense, which is sort of the way that I read the book. You know, I had known Bond and then suddenly, oh, I get it now. You get why he is the way he is. You get why he's a misogynistic dinosaur or whatever they call him. Uh, There's a reason for it. And it was because of how he was hurt by her. And the story arc of Vesper is one that continues on. And, you know, we could say, oh, yeah, they should drop it already. But I, I feel like it's it's still relevant. And I wanted a little bit more out of that out of Quantum of Solace. I feel like it still works as Skyfall. And I feel like if, if they do bring that back in No Time to Die, it's going to be even better. And she's the only character, I think, that has that legacy. And it's just so much more interesting that her character can work forwards and backwards. It works with the Craig movies going forward, the importance, but then you can go back and watch the older movies and you just get Bond more. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm in agreement with both of you. Vesper and Tracy. Well, not not Ben with Vesper. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Before I play some magical music so we can uh, work out the law of averages here and get all this done up, I just want to quickly say on the Screen Rant list... Uh, their number one was Tracy. Number two was Wei Lin. Uh, number three, Noah, you'll be happy here. Tiffany Case. Are you, you're, you're shitting me. No, I'll send oh you my the God. list. I forgot to tell She's you I work three. for Screen Room. Yeah, I thought you do. Um, but of course, that's, they've got 30. That's crazy. Lists. Well, they've included a few that, like, obviously, like, Xenia's number four, but, I mean, we're not including her in this. Um, and then, so, I think Electra is also quite uh, 12. So, obviously, we're not counting them, but, uh, yeah, anyway. Um, all right, so, what song do we want to play quickly here? Give me a request. You need the Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, here is Winnie the Pooh <laughs> as we work out our averages. Bear, 
Hey, um, Winnie the Pooh. Yep. Oh, that was good. It was. Good singing, Noah. Well done. Um, let's now read our average list. So this has worked out uh, the 007 definitive ranking of all the Bond girls. In number 23, she is going to kiss your car if it's a Suzuki. It's Kissy <laughs> Suzuki. At number 22, she loves a good quiche. It's Stacey Sutton. <laughs> Number 21, she only comes once a year. It's Christmas Jones. Sorry, Dr. Christmas Jones. <laughs> At number 20, insert comment about her here, Camille Montez. <laughs> At number 19, she likes to give some good sucking times. It's Holly Goodhead. At number 18, she's 11 spots too low. It's Yo Mama herself, Jinx. Oh, 18 I'm too s- high. Yeah. At number seventeen, she wants to show her your show you her little octopusy. It's octopusy. <laughs> At number sixteen, she should have been played by Kim Bassinger. It's Domino. <laughs> At number fifteen, she had long hair and now she doesn't. It's Pam Bouvier. How? What number fourteen? Fifteen. Fifteen. Wow. Fifteen. At number fourteen. Having a shave this summer, it's Melina Havelock. (laughs) 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 Number 13, she wasn't raped. Catherine, it's solitaire. Number 12, no. (laughs) Awkward. Number 12, will she increase on this list? We'll find out in approximately a month's time. It's Madeline Swan. At number 11, she loves a cello and a good fucking Ferris wheel. It's Kara Millivoy. Hello, V. Kara. At number 10, probably about eight spots higher than any other normal podcast would rank her. It's Mary Goodnight. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> at, at number nine, she's got a circus and they fly and there's lots of them galore. It's Pussy Galore. Oh, what? my God. <laughs> What did you do to her, Ben? Oh, my God. At number eight. Tiffany's higher than pussy. At number eight. She's higher than pussy. It's (laughs) Tiffany K. Oh, Oh my God. We are going to get ripped for that. (laughs) At number seven. She's the other woman. It's Waylin. (laughs) At number six. She's Tanya or Tatiana. It depends on the mood. It's Tatiana Romanova. At number five, how could she be so cold? It's Natalia Simonova. At number four, underneath a mango tree with Honey Rider. <laughs> this is fun. At number three, <laughs> she's Russian. It's Anya Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> At number two, she'll suck your fingers and then put it in your bum. It's Vespa Lynn. <laughs> what? <laughs> and at number one, it's Tracy Draco. Yay. Yeah. You know what? There's a few very questionable ones all around. Pretty respectful list. I yeah. think that's probably our best overall list of all of them. I mean, I love Tiffany, but it's a bit embarrassing that she's above Pussy Galore. I'm just going to say yeah. that. <laughs> 
<laughs> and hire the merry good night. Well, yeah. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, no, good job, team. Well done. Um, All right. Which, Woo. basically, the end of our episode, but I think our next one will no doubt be our No Time to Die preview episode. Um, generally, we're doing one of these a month, and that will probably come out just before then. Noah, are you still sick that week? Are you available, or you don't know yet? Oh, uh, yeah, let's see if the cinema's open. All right, just quickly uh, give us your thoughts. Do you think it's going to be good or bad? Go. Uh, oh, oh, God, I hope it's good. Cool. Uh, <laughs> you are we'll add that my winner on the spot, and I said Ethan's on, so come on. <laughs> hey, I had Danny. She went a week before. <laughs> um, so we'll be back for that. If Noah can't make it, we'll just play that clip about 20 times in the episode <laughs> to make sure you know his opinions. Uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe, and stay tuned because it's actually quite exciting really to be a Bond fan right now because, honestly, a new Bond film's coming out and we're all very excited even though we're all very tired after sitting here for three hours and laughing at Peppa Pig and Winnie the Pooh and Ben's opinions as per usual. Uh, my name is Gareth and <laughs> I am going to go rank something else and find some new friends. And my name is Colin. <laughs> And I'm plenty of Noah. Deep in the hundred acre wood, where Christopher Robin plays, you'll find the enchanted neighborhood of Christopher's childhood days. A donkey named Eeyore is his friend, and Kanga. And there's cow, but most of all, Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh. Chubby little cubby, all stuffed with fluff. He's Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh. Willy nilly, silly old bear. Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh. Chubby little cubby, all stuffed with fluff. He's Winnie the Pooh.